Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the (laughs) person. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and a deep feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. Are you worried that other leaders are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon. And it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred. None of the three. Hey, goodbye. You, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We are talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was see referring to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who are in Poland. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then R- Russia knows the response. I doubt it. You are fake news. That was four days ago, five days ago. Very fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Did you catch the savings at the pump over the weekend? Oh, I I feel like I have never had more money in my life thanks to the Biden administration. What Down one cent today, mm. Sunday. Down four cents since last weekend, L.A. County, this is a true story. L.A. County had its largest gas pri- gas price drop in two years since April 2020. Down, drum roll, didn't prep one, but, you know, two cents. Down two cents. I'm trying my Remarkable. hardest not to do that jerk off motion because I don't want to get gift. But <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Thank you for saying gif instead of jif. That is Gift. the proper pronunciation. Uh, But yeah, I guess you could say Biden's energy plans really coming together. Uh, It was yet another week of Joe's dementia telling us that when you really think about it, you're going to save money on energy and you're going to get paid more at your job and the economy is really crushing it. You just have to use your imagination and read between the lines a little bit. Don't look at your own wallet. That's nonsense. Listen to them. Everything's great. We'll go through all this uh, fantasy world material plus some. Ron DeSantis signs that anti-grooming parental rights bill in Florida and the activist teachers are outraged. 
former New York Times, now Washington Post journalist Taylor Lorenz says she has PTSD from all the mean tweets that have been sent to her, which she shared this uh, in a crying moment with another journalist. And they both read the mean tweets sent to each other, which is just like the um, who's the mayor of London. What's what's his uh, what's his name when he read the mean tweets Fareed, What's his name? Uh, Sadiq Khan. Sadiq Khan is just a read. What am I talking about? Is there some other Indian politician that I'm thinking about? Maybe Fareed Zakaria. That's exactly it. They, they looked roughly similar. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, it, uh, it reminded me of, um, of, of Sadiq Khan reading the mean tweets to himself on the stage of South by Southwest. These two journalists are reading the tweets to each other. Uh, unintentional comedy. Hilarious. Can't wait to get to that. Uh, of course, Taylor Lorenz has made a career out of harassing randos using her power at the New York Times and now the Washington Post. But if you respond to her on Twitter and call her a C word for that, it's you who's harassing her. I'm honestly surprised the tweets sent her way weren't better than they are. It's just kind of like, <laughs> hey, you're a cunt. Yeah. Oh, uh, OK. Uh, plus, we have a surprise cringe and Sacramento has officially gone insane, not just with a, a mass shooting that we're going to get to in a few minutes that happened uh, last night. But this string of hate hoaxes throughout their school district, we got to visit them all. There's something like five sequential hate incidents that have happened within Sacramento schools that several of which are are proven hoaxes. The others are suspected. But remember, this was legitimate. What are you talking about? This was the vice principal we checked in with back in November who saw the N word generally near her parking space, had a seizure and has been off the job since. She's now suing the school district five months later for not successfully investigating the incident. And uh, before we get out of here, tonight's movie review is Galaxy Quest. So stick around for that. And of course, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We'll get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern time. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show mm-hmm. over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. We have the show store over there. So if you're looking to pick up a T-shirt or a hat or a mug or any sort of merch like that, we have it all. Plus, we have great offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Western Razor Company. Everyone knows how many options there are out there for shaving products, but they all seem like they come with huge compromises. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. I'm talking about the new High Noon Safety Razor from Western Razor. Not only is it made in America, but it uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method made out of 100% metal in the USA. Western razors, high noon razor is a fantastic way to buy American and actually save money. Get one today. You get 10% off your entire order from Western razor using promo code Matt 10. That's 10% off Western razors with promo code Matt 10 at checkout. You can find everything you need from Western razor plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses like charity swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. 
<coughs> well, I wish I could surprise you with this, but I know you're already aware. I'm going to ask oh, the question. I did what? want to bring something up at the top of the show that I didn't run by you. I'm really sorry. I oh. forgot. Um, my beloved brother moved to Idaho um, because he was working in Colorado, was non-compliant with the vaccine. And so he's still looking for a job out here. And then poof, he finds out his wife is pregnant with twins. So they're about to grow from a family of four to a family of six really fast. And it's looking like she's going to go into early labor before mm. we're getting all of their freezer meals ready. So I was trying to gauge some interest on doing a meal train for them through the show. Um, and I was just wondering if that's any if that's something that anybody would contribute to. Uh, we're just really down to the wire <laughs> with this. A meal train is when you're pregnant. I don't know if you did it when you um, had Calvin, but I a church set it up for me when I was pregnant um, and I gave birth and it was just so helpful those first few weeks to have uh, some meals delivered to our house so that I didn't have to cook because I just wasn't even there mentally. And so I know that they're really overwhelmed right now and it looks like she's going to go into early labor next week. And so I was just wondering if that's something that you guys would be interested in doing for my family. I would really appreciate it. And if so, just... Shoot me an email and then I'll set it up um, and I will post all the details next week with some pictures of their family and her giant belly. It's crazy what happens with twins. Well, with two, I assume it's pretty, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's, there's not a lot of room in there. So, Oh, it's a total um, freak show. It's crazy. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to get that set up for next week, I suppose, because obviously we don't have anywhere to send people at the moment. But um, all right, uh, we will uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, and well, it is... Um, well, I guess we'll, we'll figure it out later. It's, it's not like a planned thing. It's something you're expecting, I guess, is what I'm saying. We have time till next I week. I am setting up on this website the four meal trains. And so next week, I'll drop all the information. It's a little hard because I don't know when she's going to go into labor. Oh, see, that's what I was the, getting at, whether this was some sort of planned event at the, the actual oh yeah, birth. The the actual because we she's 35 weeks, but but we found out that she's like four or five centers dilated. Well, so she, she could really go at any time. And that's going to be like when they need the most help. So that is, this is a little hard to plan. Gotcha. Hard, but all more details next week. Well, uh, maybe I can, how can I transition into this? I, I, I know you're aware of this. I can't surprise you with it, but did you go grocery shopping in Orange County, California for your brother and his growing oh, family? I loved this. She's so Nazi chic. I just, that outfit is just chef's kiss <laughs> i gotta say it's it's pretty well put together she you know it's, it's i i'm not sure i would wear the armband but as far as the rest of the fashion choices uh not bad but um authorities are recommending hate crime charges against a woman who allegedly yelled anti-semitic comments at a man who tried to get her to remove a swastika armband she was wearing while walking around laguna woods it was the afternoon of March 7th. She was walking around outside Clubhouse One, which is some sort of multi-use community center. A man confronted her and she responded with anti-Semitic comments. <laughs> a physical altercation then ensued and multiple men tried to remove her swastika armband. Apparently they did this successfully, according to some accounts I've read. This in <laughs> the LA Times, quote, a man confronted the woman and she responded with anti-Semitic comments. This according to a sheriff's deputy. <laughs> Uh, a physical altercation then ensued as multiple men tried to remove the woman's armband. But now uh, the, the district attorney's office is recommending the woman be charged with criminal threats, offensive words used to provoke a reaction and a hate crime enhancement to who. So as far as I understand, she's walking around. 
Just Jews in the vicinity? Not bothering anybody, but for the clothing that they don't like. Multiple men approach her and get physical, and she says some mean words as a result of this confrontation, and she's the criminal. Weird. Supposedly, authorities do have the woman identified, but so far have not released a name. You were wondering if this is even real. I mean, I don't know. It does seem a little odd, a little... uh, not something I would expect to see every day. Let's put it that way. Where where was she? She wasn't in Hancock what? Park, was she? I mean, you can't walking. swing a dick without hitting 10 Jews in Hancock Park. But if she's just walking <laughs> around like, I don't know, Pasadena. Walking around know. outside a community center in Laguna Woods. Laguna Woods. So Orange, Orange County, California. Oh. Yeah. Why does anyone care? Well, I don't know. This is a hate crime that they're looking to bring to justice. Anyway, um, significant crime that actually will have to be brought to justice. I mentioned this Sacramento mass shooting. A lot of information coming in just within the last few hours, but uh, significant uh, damage and death happened last night in downtown Sacramento. I just checked uh, like 10 minutes ago and they still don't have a suspect. No, I did see some new information, though, that I've highlighted in this story as far as the actual damage done. But um, oh, gotcha. Okay. So six people were killed, 12 injured last night in the middle of the night in Sacramento. Shots fired into crowds as bars and nightclubs emptied for the night. There is a video. It seems like there was some kind of altercation. So this isn't like a random shooting. There was some kind of fight that happened or was going on when the shots broke out. But it's really unclear if the shots are even related to the fight because they're at a distance. It seems like they must be. Too hard to say. Well, I'll show the video in a moment, but. Um, um, there was a firearm found, uh, and then police are still asking as of like 15 minutes ago, still asking for information on suspects or w- witnesses. Um, so it sounds like there's not too much more information, but, um, 12 people who were shot and wounded were taken to hospitals. It looks like four of the seven people transferred by emergency workers were suffering from critical injuries. So it remains hmm. to be seen if there are any fatalities in, in this. And then a bunch of gunshot victims just drove themselves to the hospital, probably because uh, there were no resources to help them. <laughs> well, I can't imagine that. You've defunded all the uh, emergency response, including the police, and suddenly you are shocked to see <laughs> emergency response lacking. But here is there are a couple different angles of what happened. Here's one of the pieces of cell phone footage. Okay, that last rumble there, some were speculating was actually fully automatic fire. No when way. I, when I first heard it, it did kind of sound like that. It sounds like a pop, 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 obvious semi-automatic fire, and then a rumble that sounds like it could be f- full auto. I went digging and looked at some other angles of footage uh, on Twitter before we went live, and another one shows the same moment from a different spot, and there's a car that peels out right after the shots break out. And I think it's actually the sound of the car peeling out, even though it does sound kind of like a a rumble of automatic fire. I don't I don't think that's what it is. Uh, Fully automatic fire, that is. As far as the gun, you're right. um, They found a stolen handgun on the scene. So that's one of that sound like a handgun to you. Well, with the pop, 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 it's too hard to tell. I mean, it's not at a distance. The difference between rifle fire and handgun fire from a phone camera and that phone microphone, I don't, I don't think you're gonna be able to tell. Obviously, I don't know. In terms of like ranking mass shootings that I care about, this is way on the bottom. <laughs> Do I dare ask what, what, which one brought you the most concern? 
Stephen Paddock kept me up. At night. Oh, this is the, the L.A. one or that uh, Las Vegas, not L.A. Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they're saying three men, three women are dead Four remain in critical condition. And oh, um, did that just come out? I just saw this. I looked at it just before we went live to see what the latest info was. And um, six people are dead. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Twelve injured, six dead. Oh man, I must have misread this. Two shooters. I thought you said six dead at the stop. I did, but in the same article, it said twelve people who police said were shot and wounded were taken to a hospital, and then and then it says four of the seven people were suffering from critical injuries. Yeah. So they must have updated the top of the article when I read it. Yeah, maybe six dead. Four people in critical condition, 12 injuries total, two shooters. That's what we're dealing with right now. What did these six people do? Do they deserve it? Well, I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. That's always the uh, the imperative question. What did they do to deserve this? This David Hogg tweet made everything a little bit more hilarious. Well, though. you know, speaking of shootings, of course, <laughs> David Hogg has, uh, he's, he hasn't seen enough of them, but he's been in the general proximity of one of them in Parkland on his bike, like a mile away to have an expert opinion. <laughs> about these sorts of things and um he's since grown the sort of terrible revolutionary beard to demonstrate the expertise in the communist confiscation of firearms as well since its inception in 2006 there have been many a dumb thought posted on twitter but i think david has just taken he's just set the record for the dumbest tweet of all time this uh tweeted yesterday morning quote if you need a license to kill a deer why don't you need one to kill humans Good it's question. illegal, you retard. What What do you mean? <laughs> As one response asks, uh, I'm not sure if he's uh, arguing for deer genocide or for the government to license the killing of humans. Yeah. What, what's the plan here? Now, of course, um, there's no need to license the killing of humans since that's illegal, as you mentioned, in all circumstances except <laughs> for generally self-defense and what? Well, the in utero killing that David actually supports. And that's not me speculating. This is David Hogg following up earlier today saying, quote, uteruses should not be more regulated than guns. One, as though they are. And two, as though this isn't the sort of killing that he was just talking about. So my proposed compromise solution is that David Hogg gets to abort babies by shooting them with AR-15s. That seems fair (laughs) to everybody involved. Um, And he clarified in his original tweet. He clarifies a lot of people are going to think this is dumb. Good for you. But if you need a license to drive car, cut hair or to hunt, you ought to need one to buy a gun. But even that is a stupid analogy. You don't need a license to buy a car, park it on your private property, drive it around your private property. You need a license to drive it on public streets. Generally speaking, Uh, you don't need a license to cut hair in your private home. You want to cut your family's hair? Go go for it. There are certain public settings in which licensure is required or business settings, but that's also true of guns, by the way. Many jurisdictions require you to be licensed to carry them. To be fair, I think most of those licenses are stupid. Well, and that's that's the thing is the argument can go both ways. Like, oh, we license all of these things. Yeah. Why? Why? Is it possible that everything licensed to kill? What would you do? (laughs) (laughs) I would not do it. You know me. I would uh, I would not do it is what you wouldn't kill anybody. Uh, No. No, I I would not. I I don't waste. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I do cuck Some on murder. Some people don't deserve to be killed. I do cuck on murder. I'm sorry. That's is the it way murder, it's going to be. Or is it justice? <laughs> the license makes it not murder. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he's on to something. God, dude. Mm. Uh, 
But, you know, maybe we're missing something. This is the sort of high level intellect that Harvard recruited onto its campus. So clearly uh, there's something that we're not understanding here. I'll give David. Can you imagine if you went to Harvard and majored in engineering or something in like 1995? (laughs) I'd be so pissed. They used to mean something back then. Hopefully you had a career that uh, gave you a padded resume after that, because right now your Harvard line and your resume is becoming devalued. (laughs) All right. uh, Quietly, uh, I think we can officially declare Corona dead and Corona propaganda dead, too, because they really have nothing left at this point. This week, the FDA and the CDC approved a second booster, as in a fourth shot from Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, In covering this story and really scraping the bottom of the barrel to find any reason that you should get this shot, the Today Show host, Savannah Guthrie, noted that cases have dropped to nothing. Um, But the this is their language. The rate of decline has slowed. I love this. Uh, The rate of decline has slowed is the best they can do. So it's not cases are increasing. It's that they're going down at a slower pace than they have been recently. And they brought on their vaccine expert, Dr. Richard Besser the former acting director of the CDC. And even he said, yeah, I wouldn't rush out to get this shot for the reasons that he describes, Susan, not reasons that I'm articulating. These are reasons he says that the utility of this latest shot is questionable. It comes as the number of COVID cases in the U.S. continues to drop about 30,000 per day over the last week. But the rate of decline has slowed. A fourth shot, a second booster. Who should race out to get it and who should wait? This is one of those where I I don't think anyone needs to race. But if I just go ahead and get the booster, is there any reason not to do that? There's a question in terms of how long does that protection last? What I would see as a potential downside is if if you're in an area where it's really, really low and you get the booster now, and two, three months from now, the, the the rate goes up higher. I don't know you're going to have the same protection than if you wait a couple months. Wow, okay. I've never been on Wikipedia faster to do an early life check. Richard E. Besser. <laughs> okay. Oh, there it is. Well, uh, I mean, he's telling he's he's not really propagandizing in this particular interview here. Uh, the the what fe- a bastard! These people are so unethical. This fear claim that um. The rate of decline has slowed. Well, that's really because there's nowhere left for the decline to drop. It is at rock bottom, <laughs> statistically, zero, yeah. statistically non-existent. It's not zero, but we're talking a seven-day rolling average of about 25,000 right now. In a country of 330 million people, that is statistically zero. Uh, so it's kind of like, it's like, it's, it's like uh, dropping a rock off of a building, off of a rooftop. Yeah. And then it hits the ground. You go, wow, it's... Uh, its rate of falling has, has really has really stopped once it hit the ground. Yeah, it stopped moving because it hit the ground. That's the same thing. Once you hit zero, there's nowhere there's nowhere left to drop. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, this could be it on Rona Propaganda. We're moving into um, Ukraine and green energy. That seems to be the trend. You'll never hear about Rona again. That's not true. They'll bring it back. They were so open-ended. Uh especially in other countries about um, bringing back, ma- back masking and yeah, maybe I, I I'm sure the themes of the concentration and seizure of power will remain. I just think they're moving on to other pretexts, not mm-hmm. Corona itself. What maybe next? they Do you have any predictions. Uh, I, well, I think it's this, <clears throat> I think that it's this Ukraine stuff and the push, the we'll get to it with Joe, but it's hard to look at what's going on right now as anything other than something of an intentional increase in the yeah. cost of energy in pursuit of pushing you onto their, uh, 
green renewable agenda. And if you can manufacture emergencies, you can get people to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But you know who won't be um, who won't be spinning those emergencies anymore? Is, Jen uh, Saki, my balls. Uh, on, what was your favorite Jen Saki moment? Uh, they might be coming to a close very soon here. Yeah, it sounds like it. they haven't released any kind of official statement, but from what I can tell, it looks like she's taking a job on MSNBC. So Saki has been in close consultation with the White House Counsel's Office about her departure, but they said according to two sources familiar with the plans, which as always means nothing, but you know she probably released this so that people weren't surprised. Um, and it looks like she's in exclusive talks with MSNBC. The, de- the deal is nearly final. And don't worry, she's not taking Rachel Maddow's spot. No, they're they're saying she's going to be on the streaming platform. Yeah, she's going to have her own show on um, Peacock. Great. So she's going to be like MSNBC sponsored version of this show, basically. Yes. That's uh, that's not a promotion. Then again, it'll be better produced. Maybe. I wouldn't count on that, though. And I was joking on Twitter. It has to be called Circle Back or we riot. But then I thought about it. As you alluded to, I will also accept suck on this sacky or cup the sacky. Oh, that's good. And um, and cup the sacky. Cup the sacky could work well with CNN personality S.E. Cup. Cup and sacky. Cup this. I'm just saying. Hey, look at that. If they go with that, you guys owe me some royalties on your branding. Speaking also, of people that I want to go away. Yeah, I I, I was <laughs> thinking about this because I back when Sarah Palin was more politically prominent, I was a good boy Democrat. And so I hated Sarah Palin and thought she was an idiot. And I still kind of do idiot. think she's an idiot. But yeah. I wonder how much of my thinking she was an idiot is authentic and real and how much of it how much of it was propagandized into me. Well, her personal life is a disaster. She's divorced to Todd now. I saw that. Yeah. Um, That's always a litmus test for people's retardation. Like, how did their family turn out? And her daughter, Bristol, is a giant whore. So, I don't know. I don't know. What did we she buried do the lead. Really What's going on with Sarah? Oh, yeah. Um, so she is um, going to run for Congress. Uh, the House seat held by Don Young, who died recently. But it doesn't really sound like she's going to win. I don't I don't really know what this means. Hmm. But she just announced it <clears throat> right before the filing deadline. And 40 candidates are already running. So 40 just for the, Republican yeah. Party? Yeah. Yeah. OK. Well, no, it would be for everybody. OK. Um, but this quote is hilarious. We need people like Donald Trump who has nothing to lose. Like me, said Palin, <laughs> who endorsed Trump. Wait, Trump has quite a lot to lose. Uh, Sarah Palin might have nothing to lose you at have this point. To lose, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how her book sales are going these days or whatever, but. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I just swallowed some of the propaganda from her, but she she does seem like, like genuinely stupid. I need to revisit because I haven't done that since I've seen. The people in the media for who they really are. So it's quite possible that my. Uh, That is a good that is a good um, place to go just to look at her opinions over time. If she got it right on Corona from the start, that's big, big bonus to me. But I don't know. I will have to evaluate. Uh, Maybe we'll have her in Congress, though. We we shall see. Uh, Meanwhile, speaking of the liars in the media, they had another doozy this week. Uh, earlier this week, the January 6th forever committee leaked phone records from the white house on January 6th. 
and accused Trump of a possible cover up over the lack of record keeping on seven hours of phone calls during that day, January 6th. The Washington Post, CBS News and others reported that call logs were missing for 457 minutes on January 6th between 11:17 a.m. and 6:54 p.m. the Washington Post likened this to Nixon's erased tapes tell a couple days later CNN of all people dug into it and they said uh, the January 6th log actually reflects Trump's typical phone habits he mainly placed calls through the switchboard when he was in his residence but rarely used it when he was in the oval office the fact Uh, The log does not show calls on January 6th from the Oval Office is not unusual, uh, said the sources speaking with CNN, because Trump typically had staff either place calls directly for him on landlines or cell phones. Those calls would not be noted on the switchboard log. The six pages of White House switchboard logs for January 6th are complete based on an official review of White House records. According to a source familiar with the matter, there are no missing pages and the seven hour gap is likely explained by use of White House landlines. White House cell phones and personal cell phones that do not go through the switchboard. Not to be deterred, though, the January 6th committee is now searching for burner phones or other back channels. Trump may have used that day to cheer on the insurrectionists. Why is it so hard to believe that this was an organic movement? Yeah, I don't know. Instead of people's uh, people just being really pissed off at the incompetence of the federal government. If the FBI couldn't manufacture the evidence of organization, nobody can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's get into Joe Biden's uh, week of uh, absolute nonsense. But before we do that, we have to recap last week's absolute nonsense. When last we left the president last weekend, he had a series. uh, He had said a series of insane things like, uh, hey, there's a forthcoming new world order. And maybe we'll use a chemical weapon in Russia if they do it first. And hey, you uh, U.S. soldiers, when you get there to Ukraine, you're going to see all the awesome Ukrainian courage that I'm talking about and um, calling for Putin to be ousted from from power as well. And then the White House, of course, walked back several of those claims with clarifications on what the president actually meant, which apparently was the opposite of what he said in each of those cases. Well, this week we got to hear the explanation straight from Joe himself, which is none of those things even happened at all. You just made them up in your head. If some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. What's getting walked back? It sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon. And it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know none of the three occurred. None of the three. None of the three. Well, that settles that. (laughs) No more questions. But you can't expect this president to remember things he said just a few days prior, not just because he doesn't have the mental capacity to remember things he said just a few days prior, but because his attention is on much more important things. This week, Joe Biden signed his greatest legislative achievement, the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. (laughs) On Thursday, Biden said until now, there's been no federal law against lynching. So I I hope you enjoyed all your lynchings because... (laughs) That's all over now. You're not getting away with it any longer. Damn. Over the years, several federal hate crime laws were enacted, including one I signed last year to combat COVID-19 hate crimes. But no federal law, no federal law expressly prohibited lynching. None. Until today. 
No federal law prohibited tea parties with Bigfoot and unicorns until today. Uh, I suppose that's not a perfectly fair analogy because it has happened. But as I mentioned, I think on Wednesday, last known lynching in America, Alabama, 1981, outside of our lifetimes by many years. Yes. Not that many years. Enough years. Um, (laughs) Did Emmett Till really whistle at her? I don't know the facts of the case. I know that he was that the mob accused him of sexual harassment of a white woman and they lynched him. That's all about all I know. Well, then he do it. Did he whistle? Did he? Hmm. Questions. Uh, I'm just saying demands now I have to. to question the narrative on every story I've ever been told. That's true. We need to get to the bottom <laughs> of uh, the Emmett Till case. Hey, the Rosa Parks things are not to be bullshit. I've I've heard people make that or at least they say that she was a hired activist. It wasn't organic. It wasn't an organic event. I, I don't yeah. know. Total I mean, bullshit. To, your, to your point, I'm reluctant to believe the official story of anything anymore. So that sucks. Uh, that puts that puts so much responsibility on the individual to find their own answers. I wish yeah, I could just but, trust things that I'm told. I'm tired. Yeah, but we should we should um, we should cherish that responsibility, too. That's something that we should do. Regardless, we should all be evaluating material for ourselves, even if we trust the people telling us things. So it's not the worst situation, but um, but hey, uh, someone could tell Joe Biden what you told David Hogg. Murder is illegal in all 50 states, you know, has been for a long time. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know what you guys are doing over there. Uh, But the better question, again, in this case, why does there have to be a why is there a federal law for such a thing, even if it was happening, which it's not, but crimes committed within a state are that state's jurisdiction, not federal jurisdiction. We don't make certain forms of murder federally illegal just because the federal government doesn't like that kind of murder. Why? Because that would usurp police powers from the state, which we're already doing. But again, you want to trash the 10th amendment and the constitutional order of power this is how you do it. It's just, well, this is a really bad kind of murder. So this is, this is federal jurisdiction because reasons, well, erasing the States and centralizing all the power is apparently the point. We'll get to that later on with more, uh, efforts from the Biden administration pursuant to that theme. But, uh, but yeah, you can rest assured you're not going to get lynched at least literally though. You're probably going to be metaphorically lynched at the gas pump every time you go there, which probably matters to you more. Joe's biggest announcement of the week is that he's uh, what he's doing to ease your pain at the pump, uh, which, of course, is not increasing or in any way incentivizing the increasing of domestic production. Instead, he's tapping into the National Strategic Oil Reserve, uh, ordering the largest release since the emergency stockpile was established in the early 70s. Biden will release a million barrels a day into the market for 180 days, which very conveniently gets us right about up to the midterms, actually about a month shy, but pretty close. So how much is this going to actually help? Well, it's going to take a few weeks, Joe says, but get ready for the savings. You could see as much as 35 cents a gallon. Oh, Lord. Lowered Thank costs. you. Mr. President, how much in monetary terms do you estimate today's announcement will reduce gas prices? And when can Americans expect to see these changes? That's a really important question, and there's no firm answer to it. But prices already came down. They could come down the better part of you know, anything from 10 cents to 35 cents a gallon. It's unknown at this point. It's unknown. 
the prices already came down. Like I told you, it was the record in L.A. Two cents. Whatever Amazing. Whatever this old bastard wants to do to tank the country, I support him. <laughs> He's your guy. He's yeah, your, really. Blonde will be wearing Biden re-election <laughs> campaign T-shirts mm-hmm. on the stream in about a year's time. I will. I will. Uh, as far as what you can actually expect, it's not going to be 35 cents a gallon, not just because Joe said that, which is a good indicator that it's not true. But even if you do basic, just the basic uh, math of this. And by the way, even if it was 35 cents, it's not a big help considering that gas prices have increased a dollar fifty in the national yeah, average yeah. in the last year. This under is what they watch. did with unemployment. They're like, unemployment is down. It's like, Bing, you created a situation where it was yeah, well, way higher. We'll get to <laughs> that in a minute. Great about? news. A jobs created. Yeah. Quote unquote. But I looked at the math. The U.S. consumes just under 20 million barrels of oil a day. So this release at 1 million barrels a day is is roughly 5% of that demand. You could just assume maybe that translates to a 5% reduction in prices. That's a rough assumption because, of course, there are way more variables at play than just that. But let's assume that that simple analysis is ballpark accurate. That would account for a drop in uh, a drop of 20 cents per gallon tops. And, of course, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider that to be likely as we head into the summer Memorial Day. Demand is only going to increase. So at best, maybe um, maybe we'll listen to the Today Show and Savannah Guthrie saying, well, the rate (laughs) of increase in gas prices has slowed. And this is great news. Maybe we'll get that. (laughs) Also of note, the strategic oil reserve is 714 million barrels total. Now we're talking about taking 100, 180 million barrels out. I'm not sure if we have plans to add to it while we do that. But if we're not, that's a quarter of the strategic oil reserve erased. And we're spending a quarter of our oil reserve, not because we don't have any oil or the ability to produce it domestically, but because we simply don't want to produce it on our own. <coughs> And just some tinfoil thinking for your consideration. I don't even think it's that tinfoily, but is the depletion of our national reserve actually uh, a broader push toward green energy? Because once you spend that supply, um, we can really make the case that that oil is supposedly no longer cost effective, especially when we spend the means that we have at our disposal to try to address those out of control prices. Exactly. And speaking of making oil no longer cost effective. You scroll down in this New York times coverage of Biden's plan here to, um, to release some of the, uh, the national reserve. And it says here now he has, the good news is he has to ask Congress to do this. At least that's what the story says, but he wants to fine the oil companies. If they have active leases for drilling and they aren't currently using them for drilling. So we've already talked about a lot of the obstacles uh, for drilling beyond just the permit. You have the environmental regulations. There's securing of capital to make sure that you have the money to do it. There's a worker shortage in the industry that's, they lost six figures in 2020 yeah. of just the people, the manpower to do this. So on top of that, now if you don't do it fast enough, potentially you would face a fine. Who the hell's going to get into this business? The, the, there's every mm-hmm. obstacle, every hurdle thrown in your way. They, like I said, they have to go through Congress to get that policy put into place, it sounds like. So hopefully that's not going to happen. Um, but again, it's not that hard to think that this is a deliberate attempt at raising gas prices long term, not alleviate them. Right, right. Maybe so, that's the plan. Uh, it, it, I can't. 
I can't think that this is anything but because it's not that there are easy solutions to this. It's not like you just press the easy button and gas prices go down to two bucks. But there are some fairly easy solutions as in get the hell out of the way. Just yeah. get out of the way, but they can't do it. They, they have to get more in the way and but tell you that they're helping the prices get lowered, even though, as we've seen, the effect is going to be minimal. And then they give us a stimulus and then we're yeah. beholden to them further beholden. Maybe this is just uh, increasing the amount of dependence on the welfare state. Maybe. I just I think there's some <laughs> ulterior interest and motive afoot. Uh, but, you know, don't worry because you're still in for some savings. Uh, once you buy an electric car, uh, you're going to save at the pump by not going to it. Once you put solar panels on your house, you are also going to cash in. Joe promises. The most important, the most important thing my plan will do right away is save your family money. Here's what I mean. Under my plan, which is before the Congress now, we can take advantage of the next generation of electric vehicles that a typical driver will save about $80 a month from not having to pay gas at the pump. If your home is powered by safer, cheaper, cleaner electricity like solar or heat pumps, you can save about $500 a month on average. The hell is a heat pump? Should I know that? I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But he's going to save your family money. Uh, even though have you seen some of these numbers, the latest inflation reports say that the average family is going to spend over $400 a month or currently is spending $400 a month, more $5,200 a year, more for the same general products, uh, than they were a year ago because of inflation. That is a massive number over five grand a year, more for things like food, gas, energy, your typical bills. Things that you can't really avoid. As far as just buying an electric car, the average electric car price is $56,000, according to Kelly Blue Book. It's $10,000 higher than the overall industry average, which includes gas and electric vehicles. But the equivalent of an entry-level luxury car. And of course, electric vehicles, whether you, maybe you want to try to buy one used, something like that, try to lower your costs that way. Electric vehicles are suffering from the same problem that the regular gas-powered car market is. They're not easy to come by as far as new cars. Used cars are greatly inflated. If you buy a car at this price and you save 80 bucks a month, it's 56 years until you see the payoff if you pay that average. Right. Isn't there a huge natural gas burden for the usage of electricity anyway? Well, I, I, obviously, it depends on the, the environmental benefit depends a lot on what the source of the electricity is. Are we burning coal to provide that electricity? Are we? Well, they're not being powered by nuclear power. I might sound like an idiot. I don't really understand any of this. So. Well, and then the other problem with electric cars is the batteries. And you have those have to be replaced on a somewhat regular schedule. And those are hugely expensive, too. Right. But um, but as far as putting solar panels on your home, so 50 grand for an electric car, you want to put solar panels on your home. That's an average cost of about 19 grand. So if you saved 500 a month, as Biden said, you'd at least see that pay for itself in three years time. The trouble is 500 a month was a huge lie. Or as the AP fact checkers say, it was a misspeak. Biden meant 500 a year, not 500 a month. Yeah. And so, $500 is going to be what it costs to buy a loaf of bread in six months. So <laughs> I don't think yeah. people really care that much. Well, maybe if you get your solar panel, the solar panels installed today, assuming you can find anyone to do it, any sort of contractor to get that done for you. 
maybe you, it'll be super cheap because in three years time, it's going to be a hundred grand to have those solar oh, panels installed grief. on your house. I shouldn't even bring this up because my husband just mentioned it in passing and I failed to verify this. But is it true that in Washington, they, they are no longer going to register non-electric vehicles after 2030? I heard something to that effect. I don't know what's going on in Washington. And I know part of Biden's plan here is to increase average fuel efficiency in gas cars to something like 49 miles a gallon, which is already some uh, a 10 over the the current required something like that don't quote me on the numbers but it's going to be impossible it's going to that's that's only in eight years and they're talking about not registering old vehicles that aren't electric well that's insane you're just going to force everyone i know okay well get ready for the savings in your elder years you got to pay a hell of a lot now but you will see the savings on the other side of this very big and very long hill which sounds a lot more like a ponzi scheme than it does an energy plan but this is what we're supposed to get with and you, you mentioned the, the jobs numbers earlier. We're supposed to believe this nonsense on the economy and jobs in general, too. The economy is doing great, except for that that meddling Putin. If only he wasn't messing everything up. Um, maybe you believe, well, the cost of everything is going up, but I can get a great job now and I can get paid way more and everyone's getting jobs again. Well, that's the spin version of this March jobs report, which says 431,000 jobs were quote unquote created uh, this month. More accurately, 431,000 jobs were recovered as we still remain um, uh, in, in payroll and in uh, labor force participation below uh, where we were before all the Corona nonsense. But Joe says, not only are we crushing it on jobs, workers are making way more money and they have way more leverage to bargain for better conditions uh, at the workplace and better pay too. People are making more money. They're finding better jobs. And after decades of being mistreated and paid too little, more and more American workers have real power now to get better wages. Some people see that as a problem. We've had this discussion in the past. I don't. I see it as long overdue. Even though we created a record number of jobs, we know, I know, that this job is not finished. We need to do more to get prices under control. Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world. Hmm. Yes, let's blame Putin. Who is buying this? (laughs) Who on earth? I I, I don't see a problem with that at all. Well, hey, here's a problem to uh, look at. Wage gains entirely erased by inflation. So year over year, uh, wages in March increased 5.6%. Did you just have oh to hold gosh. in that sneeze? Is that what Oh, happened? no, I've been muting. Oh, all right. Thank I don't, you. I don't want to ruin the audio. It would be terrible. <laughs> I, I thought maybe you held it in and just swallowed it. Oh, no. Anyway. Uh, okay, so year on year, March inflation uh, or March wage gains, 5.6% over isn't inflation like last 8% year. or something? Yes, yeah, 7.9, same time frame, year on year in March. So your average worker, your wage gains have been completely erased and then some. Your average worker has less buying power, not more. And of course, notice once again, it's that meddling Putin. and It's all his fault, even though all of these effects were well underway, way before any Russian soldier ever stepped foot across the Ukrainian border. How outrageous. You know, people that are believing him just want to believe him at this point. Yeah, it, it. I love, as I mentioned all the time, I love just browsing leftist comment sections on Facebook or Twitter mentions yeah. and seeing how these people can hold this person to be some sort of infallible religious figure. 
And even if things aren't great now, it's it's one of two things. It's that we have to endure some short term pain to get to the utopia. It's kind of like the Corona thinking that you you have to make these sacrifices to see it through to the end. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's 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 either that or it's that some intervening factor prevented it. Some intervening yeah. factor screwed it up. Usually it's Putin, but something or those meddling Republicans in Congress. If only they would stop obstructing something like that. How outrageous. I. I don't know. I'm just losing faith in the American public. But, but I, people must be able to see through this. I, I hope so. And I think so. And I wonder, um, well, as we head into the midterms and then after that, is is Joe Biden's presidency in more peril than we realize in this? It, again, the Hunter Biden stuff is gaining more steam, which yeah. is somewhat surprising. Yeah, they must have a they must have a plan because more media outlets came out in tandem this week to talk about the laptop. Isn't that the weirdest thing? So the Washington Post on Wednesday, and this is after um, New York Times, which was was that last week. Yeah. Um, and, and when did New York Post break this? It was a year and change. October 2020, right before yeah. the election. Um, It's just crazy. And then on Twitter, ABC, CBS, and CNN followed suit this week. Hmm. They all talked about it. And then a top legal analyst at CNN said it's possible Biden's son, Hunter Biden, could be indicted by the government. And this is a quote. It's a Eli or Ellie Honig. Um, this is very real, very substantial investigation to potentially serious federal crimes. We're seeing federal prosecutors in Delaware do exactly what you would expect to see federal prosecutors do in this situation. Um, so you have to think that that they're all descending on this at the same time for some prescribed reason they're all in agreement Uh, they're all colluding about about why they're doing this and i think that they're trying to destabilize the biden administration well not the biden administration just biden so that kamala can be the first minority female maybe maybe it's that i don't don't know i agree as we've talked about in weeks prior i don't have a great explanation for this i don't know why but there uh, there's always there's always some plan afoot so i'm sure even harder to control than biden though uh, <laughs> well, um, she benefits from a teleprompter just as greatly. So maybe not. She's her speeches are practically as incoherent as Biden's. Yeah. I mean, totally unrelated note and totally unfair to this analyst at CNN. But um, Honig is a very unfortunate last name. I know. <laughs> Actually, there's a wine company called Honig. And it might. <laughs> well, I can't talk about Honig wine. Okay. <laughs> I laughed heartily. It was my uh, my my wife when she was working at a grocery store before we browsed the wine and came across this wine called Honig and uh, it's from California. And so we had to buy some and it's been kind of a gag thing that we drink. Sometimes I've, I've given it to my well, parents as a gift. And and I thought what if can't... you were actually a slutty black chick. Exactly. I can't be terrible. And I thought this can't be called Honig. It, that can't be real. And I went and looked at their website and it's 100 percent real. real it is ho nig that is how it is pronounced <laughs> and uh free advertising for ho nig wine if you guys want to work out a deal yeah uh, really. i'd love to promote your product big fan <laughs> anyway uh we, the, we're, we should probably take a break here before we hop into the florida anti-grooming parental rights bill that has now been signed because that will take a minute to go through all these freak show teachers who sure. are just pissed off that they can't talk to your kids about going paddleboarding paddleboarding with their gay partner over the weekend or whatever it was do you mind if i go to the bathroom and then hack up along uh yeah if, if it's beneficial sure i think it it's, will be for the show i'll be back okay. in 
Two All shakes right. of a lamb's tail. I will get started on Tippy Stream and uh, get through YouTube myself as well. Let's see. Over on Tippy Stream, if I can read them, which is always a challenge over here. Phil says there's been a lot of. Oh God, Phil, you're starting me off in a difficult spot. Uh, a lot of um, speculation about taking in refugees from the current conflict in Ukraine seems a little rich from uh, for them to complain since they're <laughs> well. Phil thinks that there are certain forces encouraging us to take Ukrainian refugees that are being hypocritical about that sort of thing. Uh I'll leave it at that. And as always, Phil encourages everyone to buy a coexist bumper sticker and put them on uh, their bumpers to uh, pursue the utopia. Thank you, Phil. Over on, uh, well, also over on Tippy Stream here. Issue, sa- uh, issue says, here's some fake fiat currency before it becomes worthless. And the most popular president of all time, absolutely uh, most popular president of all time, absolute economic blunders that go hand in hand with his gaffes will bring us into glo- uh, global thermonuclear war part three. Well, hopefully um, it plays out something like war games. That was a fun movie, but um, thank you for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. I got a feeling it's not going to be niggardly. I got a feeling it's going somewhere though. I think you're right. Blonde and I once made <laughs> hateful, <laughs> Hateful remarks about blacks and gays. Matt, of course, firmly disavowed. Thank you. Uh, for more hateful remarks, find me on YouTube, Bit Shooter Odyssey. That's Zach Log. Z-A-K-L-O-G. Always tough to spell things. Oh, and if blonde... Oh, oh and blonde. If I sent pics to you, would you cr- critique my swastika graffiti? Well, I'm going to highlight those. I will ask her... When she uh, returns, of course, if you'd like to send her a message, you can do through, do so through the contact page of the website as well. Phil says red states need to be taking Florida's lead when it comes to using state power to make policy that pisses off blue staters. Blue state refugees shouldn't be able to flock to our states without major discomfort. 2A and abortion laws are a good start. It's an interesting way to look at it, too, because it's like, is it uh is it an unjust use of state power to manage the schools that are under the state's authority? Now, maybe we could say ideally that the schools shouldn't be under the state's authority uh, and they should all be private or homeschooled. But to the extent that the school has jurisdiction over these, I, I don't understand people who consider this sort of a free speech issue or something like that. We curate our lesson plans for kids. We don't just throw every book at them in the universe and say, hey, kids, you go figure it out. There's somebody's doing the curating. We can talk about whether the curation is wise or not, but the idea that 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 environment is purely free speech, first grade, second grade, third grade, that's a free speech environment. We just let the kids lead the lesson plans. I mean, that's pure nonsense, but that seems to be, I suppose, the argument of some. Michu says uh, a heat pump is just like an AC unit, but it can heat and cool your house. How they uh, how how the hell do you power someone's house? with that well yeah i I don't know like i said i i don't even know what the what the actual equipment is so it wouldn't surprise me to learn that biden is um completely mistaken on that otter's gonna ot says finally back to watch the two of you uh uh you two be awesome regarding electric vehicles there isn't enough lithium on the planet to replace 20 percent of all the cars let alone 10 percent. the tech isn't there but that doesn't matter to the ideologues 
Uh, keep keep up the solid work, guys. Well, thanks for the information. Of course, all the best to your family, man. I hope you're doing well. And it's good to hear from you once again. Uh, DLive, we're good. Blonde has returned. You're just in time to hop onto YouTube, but I did get a message from Zach Log asking if he if he sends you pics, could you critique his swastika graffiti? Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, Holden Mulray says, hi, truth seekers. A policeman pulled me over the other day. He asked if I had any firearms in the car. I said, I don't know. I'm not a gunsmith. <laughs> don't try that at home. <laughs> That's uh, does that does that hold legal water? Did he ask any additional questions? By the way, on, on the topic of Katanji Brown Jackson, I didn't see this till just before the stream or else I would have considered talking about it. Maybe I'll talk about it on my own this week. She had written questions submitted too. one of the yeah. questions submitted by uh, asked by Ted Cruz in writing was, could you discuss your view on the concept of natural rights? That is the philosophical basis that is our Constitution and specifically the Bill of Rights. She wrote, I have no opinion on that matter. She, she has no opinion on the theory of natural rights as the basis for individual rights in the law. Oh, man. You want to talk about disqualifying? Not that all the kitty porn stuff, all the other things aren't a legitimate concern. But this is a person saying, I have no opinion on the founding philosophy of our country, country. and the philosophical basis of our legal system. No opinion. Well, it's almost as though this country has been... Uh broken apart and is unrecognizable in its current form. It's like, lady, you realize the oath that you're going to take is sworn to that, right? You, you get that? No. You, you have to have an opinion on that. That's what the oath is. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, David C. says, MP5 pilot is Mike Durant talks to Jacko about everything, including planning and how he was hit with severed arm of another soldier. He also, li uh, also listened Jacko and Dakota Meyer from Afghanistan battle. Ugh. Uh, I know. Yeah, he's running for Senate and I saw him getting uh, attacked and maybe it's a legitimate attack, but I saw a speech from him in 2011 which, in which he was talking about uh, disarming the populace and how that's a good uh, tactic to achieve peace, but it's not achievable in the U.S. I think I understood what he was talking about because he meant like if Mogadishu was disarmed, it might have been easier right. to deal with. But the way he said it came off as though he was he basically said we'd have law and order in the U.S. if everyone was disarmed. It's just too hard to do, which is not a great answer because there are philosophical no, reasons why you don't want that. Right. Also, um, it was in 2011, though. So I got to cut him a break. It's 11 years ago. Who knows if he. You? Well, I don't know if he would still stand by that. What I said about guns in 2011 was pure nonsense. That's true. Um Charles Use, not sure why Matt was reluctant to finish my super chat about Tyree Samson last week. I was just pointing out that the supply chain issues and high inflation is really putting a squeeze on farmers who need to buy black people. Did he say that? Yeah. It was, uh, yes, as I mentioned, he was worried about uh, some of the relics of the pre-industrial revolution economy and how they might be damaged by what happened with the kid that fell out of the ride at the park in Orlando. Uh -huh. I saw some more information on that too. It's now confirmed that his seat, the, the it's not a seat belt, but the thing that holds you in that was locked. So somehow he fell through the mechanism My that holds you in was right. His body just turned into like an amorphous jelly blob and he it just slid so. through the bottom. It seems so. Yeah. He became flubber yeah. and just slid right out of there. He was so fat and yeah. huge. 
Uh, Big, th- fat, huge kid. 350 you know, pounds. 340. 65, 340, I think is what it was. I got a lot of shit in the comments for what I said about him. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> Andrew Anglin said he watched that video and laughed. I didn't go that far. Well, uh, thank you for being responsible. <laughs> I'm not the worst one. Okay. Andrew Anglin is the worst one. Okay, Robin D. Banks. Isn't it strange how the left insists they aren't grooming kids and Florida passes a law to stop them from grooming kids so they freak out about not being able to groom kids then vow to groom kids? We'll talk about this soon. <laughs> yeah, they're at it again, man. I, 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 just as a political matter, this is fascinating. This is the hill that you want to die on? I know. Politically? I know. Really? Okay. Go for it. I think it. the tranny thing might be a bridge too far for especially minority Americans. Because I think black people are like, okay, abortion. All right. Yeah. But all this ho- this globo homo stuff, they're like, nah, bro. You're not going to turn my kid into a chick. And it got, yeah. I mean, in terms of the desire to indoctrinate kids and what Biden said about trans day of visibility. We'll get to that. Yeah. It's yeah. just, hey, chop off your kid's dick. That's yeah, how you help yeah. him succeed. It's getting really bizarre. Maybe we should do that now. Okay. We'll, Let's we'll... Uh, get into that. And I don't care if Jen Psaki leaves. I'm still keeping the Jen Psaki soundbite. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We'll come, we'll come back to your chats at the end of the show. Thank you guys. Appreciate that. So uh, let's get back into the news. And of course, we've been talking about it briefly, at least. But yes, Governor Ron DeSantis did sign the so-called don't say gay bill, at least as the activists call it, as it's properly titled. It is the Florida Parental Rights and Education Bill, which, of course, prohibits teachers from including sexual orientation or gender identity as part of a lesson plan for kids in kindergarten through third grade. In other words, five to nine year olds. Governor DeSantis signed the bill into law this week, so it's now set to take effect July 1st. Disney, I don't even have time to talk about Disney. Oh, yeah. But Disney, of course, reacted with their own corporate statement uh, saying it is our goal as a company for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down by the courts. And we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. And then uh, Christopher Rufo and others showed all these internal Zoom calls at Disney where they were talking about making half the characters lesbian trannies of color or something like that. Uh, the stuff that's going on at Disney is absolute insanity, and I, I could probably spend at least a half hour talking about that. But instead, I wanted to go to get back more to the focus of the issue and, and look at some of the clips of these teachers responding to it. Uh, Because, of course, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this, we heard from that lesbian teacher who gave her version of that classic line. Well, that's not happening, but also it's good that it's happening. I forget who coined that, but Dan Bongino talks about it all the time. That's not happening. Also, it's good that it's happening. We, We hear this argument all the time. She said that teacher on the Today Show said in sequence, well, I would never talk to such young children about sexual topics. But if this law passes. Yeah. And a seven-year-old comes and asks me about my lesbianism. I won't be able to discuss it. You just said you never would. What's the Mm -hmm. problem here? Anyway, another teacher was featured on MSNBC this week. And, um, and this, uh, well, he said, he said the same thing. Number one, I know the kindergarten lesson plan and, and there's no sex in it whatsoever. And number two, it's a huge problem that I can't talk about my weekend paddleboarding with my gay partner to my students. I know my kindergarten standards through and through and um, nowhere in our curriculum does it have anything about um, teaching 
sexual orientation or sexual identity. So for them to, to say that, that, that that's happening, that, you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, my, my kids do have questions. They want to know who the, uh, my partner is in pictures yeah. outside of my classroom, and I should be able to speak to that. That's what we do as educators. We build relationships with our kids. And in order to build relationships, you talk about your home Pedophile. life. You talk about what you do on the weekends. I am not going to be able to have these conversations with my children because they're going to ask me what I did on the weekend. I don't want to have to hide that my partner and I went paddle boarding this weekend. And that we fucked a bunch of other dudes in the ass in a bathhouse. <laughs> did, did you ever ask your teachers what they did over the weekend? Or no, that's totally inappropriate. Also, I don't give a shit. I, I knew very little about my teachers' personal lives growing up. And How they bizarre. keep acting like it, it's imperative that they talk about their personal lives in class. No, it is not. It's not necessary at all. And I'm not even making that a gay thing or a trans thing. I don't want to know if the teacher prefers missionary or whatever. Like I just, that's not necessary to this environment. I I, I don't know. I I feel like, am I the weird one? Did people, I knew very little about my teacher's personal lives and I never really asked them about that either. Maybe we talk about stuff at school. Tell anybody anything about your personal life, your teacher. We're in, I just they they keep bringing up the specifics of this job too but just in any job we'll get to in a moment they talk about teachers quitting what job are you constantly talking about your gayness or your lesbianism it, you kind of check that at the door because you're there to do a job your personal right. life is not really relevant to that job regardless yeah. of employment context not just in teaching yep but second of all, even if he talked about his gay paddle boarding, that's not really a violation of the law. The law is about classroom instruction. It's about creating a lesson plan, teaching these things to kids. Paddle boarding, didn't he? He's like, what's the second gayest thing I do outside of butt sex? He's like, paddle boarding. Say that. Did you notice how he said my kids too? And my children. That's also weird and creepy. Ninety percent chance that guy diddles kids. Pedo. And it's very subtle, but that seems intentional to me. My kids, my children, it seems they're not your kids. That's kind of the point. But they another as we'll get to with um, with another teacher in a moment, they really believe that they are better guardians for these children than the children's parents. And that's really the root of the problem here. It's a huge problem. Yeah. But there was another um, Florida first grade teacher here who posted a TikTok video in which she cried And she said she's worried that she's not going to be able to introduce herself on account of her apparently trans lesbian marriage. As an elementary school teacher in Florida, um, this new bill has really been weighing on me a lot. I teach first grade, which means my classroom is one of the ones that will be directly affected. One of the things that teachers always do at back to school night and meet the teacher and things like that is they like send home this cute little like meet the teacher thing where it has like a little bio about us how do i do that next year do i lie and not talk about my marriage do i invalidate my spouse's stance as a trans femme person or do i put my job on the line to introduce myself Okay, well, this is her fault for making her entire identity about her being a fat dyke. Okay, <laughs> what? What? Is, there must be something more to you than like whatever weird sex thing you have to do with your yeah. toe penis fiance. 
<laughs> yeah. or whatever it was it trans male to people i don't give a shit this is there so was um too weird I, I don't have it in front of me but there was a great twitter response that said hey here's a here's an easy bio you could use hi i'm miss psychopath i'm married and i love having meltdowns on the internet what about you there's <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you have plenty of things you can say about yourself but yeah at the same if i was if i was a first grade teacher and i was doing this i'd probably say sure i'm married or whatever i'm married i have a son my hobbies include x y and z yeah. You don't need to say anything more than that. Are you <clears> going <throat> to talk about trans femme lesbianism to first graders? No. Would you say I'm married to a woman? Just say you're married. And I'm not even quit. clear what that means. You mentioned the weird toe penis. Is she married to a man or a woman? I'm confused and I'm an adult. Maybe you, it's she doesn't seem like a real lesbian. I don't know about that. She seems like a fat straight woman. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? So my guess is male to female. I think Pre-op? I thought she said she was married to a tranny. Is she a tranny? Yeah. No, no. She said married to a tranny. Okay. But she doesn't seem like a real lesbian. So my guess is male to female tranny. This was posted on the libs of TikTok account. And apparently this teacher is confirmed to work within the school district in Osceola County, which is south of Orlando. There was another elementary school teacher who says she, she'd rather lose her job than out one of her students to their families. I just want to go ahead and state that I would rather lose my job than out one of my students to their families. Um, Being a safe person in a safe place for kids that don't have that at home is one of the best parts of being a teacher. Um, So, yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't know. Fire me. Sue me. Take me to jail. I'm not doing it. Maybe this will drive all these weirdos out of education. Well, we're supposed to believe that's what's happening, which I'll get to in a moment, although they don't have a lot of examples of that. But that particular teacher works on the uh, she works at the, in the Charlotte County School District. But yeah, what she's saying there is if there was an eight year old who came up to me and talked about being gay or trans, I would withhold that information from the parent because I am a better guardian of that child than the parent. Than the parent. Yeah. You do have to be grateful that they're not being so subversive within the educational system anymore, because at some point we're going to have to know who to kill. And if they were still (laughs) flying under the radar. Metaphorically, defensively. Their time will come. Well, I will say you go after kids. um, There are hills to be died on when you start going after kids in this way. Uh, Hills to die on. Hills to be died on. That's weird phrasing, but you get what I mean. There are hills to die on when you start going after kids. Uh, but yeah, on that belief alone, the belief that I am the superior guardian of these children than their parents are, I don't care what your personal opinions are, political, sexual, whatever. That is a disqualifying opinion for a teacher. On that basis, a teacher should be let go. NBC News was propagandizing. Well, they're all kind. I cannot teach in Florida. LGBTQ educators fear a fallout from from new school law on, on Twitter. They talked about. Well, here's the subheadline. Some LGBTQ teachers have quit the profession altogether. And I scrolled through the story. They have one example of this teacher quitting. Uh, her name is what? Uh, it's Nicol- Nicolette Solomon. She's a 28 year old, uh, I guess, lesbian teacher or former teacher now in Miami Dade County. She says this law would erase me as an LGBTQ teacher. Nobody would be able to know. Uh, which then puts me in the closet and I'm there seven hours a day, if not more five days a week, I wouldn't be able to be who I am. And this is the point I was making earlier. She, let's say she quits this job, which it sounds like she's going to. She then goes to work at McDonald's. Does she say, uh, can I take your order? By the way, I'm a lesbian and I love, uh, 
you know, insert yeah, your favorite yeah. sex act. Yeah. In what in what employment context is her lesbianism relevant? And why does this it have to be advertised? This is the problem with having a culture that's focused on hyper individuality because people without any real defining traits just use their weird sex stuff to create an entire identity around and then it destroys society. It's like just be a normal person or like a standard dyke. How about that? How about you you just play softball and like you have a girlfriend named Sandy and you don't talk <laughs> about it all the time. Like, what is this? Like, why are gay and lesbian? It's just like normal stuff now because this tranny thing is so fucking weird. Yeah, that's true. It's no longer counterculture. Gay and lesbian is is normy. That's probably the problem. Yeah. It, it's it's too normy. Um, but yeah, I, I love this response from Right to Bear Memes on Twitter. Uh, you, you say that some of these educators are leaving the profession after this bill has been signed. Well, your terms are acceptable, I would say. Oh, no, yeah. not that. Mm. Anything but that. We have to have these people teaching kids. No, we we really don't. I think we'll be okay. Now, um, it's, of course, not enough, though, to your point. It's not enough just to have some purple-haired lesbian teacher talking about their uh, weekend muff diving. We have to have <laughs> another level. Your kindergartner needs... Uh, well, he needs you to chop off his wiener immediately. Thursday was trans day of visibility and Joe Biden recorded a video message to condemn laws like this one in Florida and urge parents to accept and affirm their trans children. To everyone celebrating transgender day of visibility. I want you to know that your president sees you, but we know it's hard when there are those out there who don't see you and don't respect you. For example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. There's always more work to do to end the epidemic of violence against transgender women of color and girls of color. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. Oh, my God. Okay, I can solve this this tranny crisis of murder and rape. Stop being prostitutes. There, I did it. I solved the whole thing. And this, this definitely whole thing is insane. Move out of Puerto Rico, which we'll get yeah, to in a minute. Exactly. That's just so absurd. I'm so tired of having this shoved down my throat. This is not a real thing. This is a yeah. manufactured cultural issue because being a homo wasn't weird enough. I, I can't do this anymore. The uh, I, I want to be clear when I when I accuse him of saying you should chop off your kid's wiener. Uh, I'm not stretching what he means by that. The, the White House provided information on what gender affirming care is that he's advocating. That includes, per their own documentation, top and bottom surgeries, as well as, of course, puberty blockers and hormones. And you're exactly right on this claim of a trans epidemic, um, a, an epidemic of trans murder and violence. I, I know we've broken down these numbers before, but I just want people to understand them and have them for when you hear this talking point, because it's absolute nonsense. The claim about trans people being murdered is usually with reference to the human rights campaign who tracks the numbers. Their last complete report that I'm aware of is in 2020, though they do this annually. They say 37 trans people were victims of fatal violence, quote unquote, in 2020. And you go and you look at their full report. First of all, a disproportionate number of them are in Puerto Rico, as I mentioned. It's it's like a quarter of all of the murder, the trans murders in the U S are in Puerto Rico. We can debate whether that even counts. A lot of them, as you mentioned, are sex encounters gone wrong. It's a John showing how, up. How many of those are, are trannies that were passing and then yeah. lied and then they, they pull out their D and then they get murdered. That yeah. is 
that's on them. It's, that's it's, on them. it's a lot of them. And then there's some, even the ones that are quote unquote murders, they've, they're really loose with counting those too. The, in this 2020 report, there's Tony McDade. Tony McDade had just murdered someone with a knife and then pointed a gun at police and got shot. And they're counting that as some kind of anti-trans murder. This was a murderer who was stopped. But anyway, um, just to, this is my sloppy math here. But just to give you an idea, let's accept their premise. There were 37 trans murders or murders yeah. of trans people in 2020. The estimate is usually about 0.6% of the population is transgender. So out of 330 million people, that'd be 1.98 million trans people in the country. 37 trans people murdered out of 1.98 million. That is 1.95 trans people murdered per 100,000 population. We can take that and compare it to the U.S. murder rate overall. 6.3 per 100,000 population. So even if we accept their inflated premise... You are still roughly you're you're over three times more likely to be murdered as just a normal person walking around in the United States than you are as a trans person per their own activist statistics. We're going to pretend this is an epidemic when you're safer. You're three times more safer. You're three times more safe as a trans person walking around statistically when in actuality, none of these stats really matter because the sample is so small. It's impossible. Well, that's the other thing. Sargon had this great thing on his Instagram. Americans. They, there was a poll of Americans and, and what they think the actual proportion of the population is that represents a certain demographic versus what it really is. And it's all way higher. Like people think that there are way more gay people, way more transgender people, yeah. way more gun owners than there actually are in this country. And just the creating that mentality that like trans people are everywhere, that's where the danger is. This is yeah. a tiny tiny group of weirdos people with a serious mental health problem and what's the whole propaganda point here that we need a day of visibility if anything if there's way too much visibility there's disproportionate visibility it is if i had to see leah thomas's giant shoulders and tucked penis (laughs) one more time it's too much visibility i don't want to see this anymore now joe also said in there well i'm going to stand up against these hateful bills what does that mean? When he talks about standing up to things from the perspective of the federal government, it means sicking the DOJ to overstep its authority into state affairs, as always. So just like they threatened to do when they were saying they were going to go after supposed terrorist parents who were getting rowdy at school board meetings, the Department of Education and the Department of Justice is now talking about monitoring the situation in Florida to ensure it does not violate any civil rights laws. Um the one of the, I think it's the education secretary in this Fox piece is quoted as saying any student who believes they are experiencing discrimination, including harassment at school or any parent who is concerned about their child experiencing discrimination can file a complaint with our office for civil rights. This bill restricts teachers, not students. And here's a hot take. Uh, first graders should go talk to their parents, not to the DOJ in D.C., <laughs> What the hell are we even talking about? Oh, this this first grader felt very uncomfortable in uh, his his class. So he needs to go talk to Merrick Garland to bring in the FBI to. This is all part of the plan. Destabilize people, people's most fundamental identity, which is their gender, what they're supposed to do biologically. And then instead of getting them to rely on their nuclear family, you get them to rely on a government entity. Then you have it all. You have all the power. It's hard to deny we are following that course. It seems pretty apparent. As a side note, there was this interesting collision of intersectional days of celebration to end the month of March. Because, of course, March was Women's History Month, which is right after Black History Month. 
we do get a little bit of a break before Pride Month, thank God. <sighs> we get April and May before it's back in our faces again. But Trans Day of Visibility that we talked about, that was the last day of Women's History Month in March. <laughs> so the Air Force celebrated by erasing women on the way out and featuring this man instead. Hi, everyone. It's The Under. I want to wish you a uh, happy Women's History Month. I want to uh, introduce Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram, uh, who I'm pleased to be joined with this afternoon. Bree is also the uh, one of the highest ranking transgender service members in the military oh. and is the highest ranking transgender service member in the Department of the Air Force. Some people have called me a trailblazer in some of the things that I do, and that's something I really embrace because what that means is that it's not about me. It's about the fact that the road behind me is now paved and the generation coming after us has an easier chance to make it to where I've made it, to make it where so many others have made it, but then they've got the time and the energy to go further. It's like watching somebody act as a woman. Like, this is how we yeah. talk, and this is this is how we affect our speech. I've been it's called just... a trailblazer. What else have you been called? I'm very yeah, curious. It gives the best ones. Oh, gosh. You know, more rape in the military is not going to solve this tranny problem. <laughs> You know, it's not about me. Also, it's not about me at all. Uh, I've been called a trailblazer, but it's not about me. (laughs) Really? Does this trail that you're blazing lead to prosperity in the future? Does it? I have some questions about the past. Super happy and normal that you're blazing. And I went, I looked, I don't know if you've seen the history. I do have the um, link in the, in the, uh, it's the second link under the, uh, the air force uh, trans person in the sources, if you want to see, but this guy, his name was Brian Fram before he became Bree Fram, and he was an adult in the Air Force for years as a man. He was um, he was married to his wife Peg, which is probably her hobby. Oh now. no, <laughs> she's really Peg Fram these days. Um, but they they were he was he he still is married to Peg, and uh, the couple has two daughters together. And as, girls, and as you scroll down this Daily Mail article, you can see as um, Brian becomes Brie, Peg becomes a lot larger in size. And I can't say that I that I blame her for that. Yeah, really. I, She's like, fuck it, whatever. Just... Uh, yeah, Peg, uh, Peg has had some difficult years, it looks like. But uh, OK, y- you will be uh, encouraged to know that the tweet from the Air Force has been heavily ratioed. Over 5,000 replies to 500 likes. So, uh, by the way, Brie has some some sort of leadership role in Space Force. This is the sort of person who's in charge of developing our space fighting capabilities. So, I hope the Chinese uh, take this country over. Yeah, wow, she'd got hella fat. You're right. We are we are blazing a a path to getting absolutely <gasps> slaughtered in the next. Week. I didn't see these pictures. She gained like two hundred pounds. Uh, it's it's been it's been a rough few years. Yeah, she's like, what does it matter? He only puts it in my butt anyway. <laughs> oh my right. god, this is tragic. This is a worse tragedy than the than the the dude. Well, I have maybe even uh, an even worse tragedy for you of a similar theme and surprise cringe. If you're ready for it. No, I'm never ready. You might have seen it this week. I don't know. Here you go. Okay. Oregon, and it is a wet specimen, and it is my uterus, plus the tubes as well. So, ready for the reveal? <laughs> this is it. This is my uterus. She scrubbed off all the blood. That is my cervix. That's what a cervix looks like, y'all. And these little strings right here are my fallopian tubes. 
This is my uterus. This is it compared to my head. This little thing causes so much problems for everybody. And I also got a LED plug-in LED stand with it. So it lights up different color and spins while it displays it, which is so cool. Okay. You know, normally I would support anybody that has to cut off a certain part of their body and wants to keep it in a jar. That's not the problem I have with this. <laughs> okay. It's the tranny thing. See, and I, I, I'm not denying that it is what meets the eyes, but I have a couple qualifiers. So this video was posted on Libs of TikTok this week, purportedly showing a young trans woman who just had a hysterectomy, apparently, somehow retained the specimen in a jar. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, Susan obviously wouldn't allow me to show it, which is why I had to blur it. But um, personally, I'm highly skeptical that this is real. Uh, I've never heard of being able to keep your body parts after a surgery like this though I suppose, why do i own a human toe i suppose it's possible then there's no shortage of degeneracy in the medical uh, medical profession these days scientific something something the the other thing that is a possibility here that i haven't been able to find the original source of it the full explanation you tell me is it possible that there is some medical reason for this extraction that maybe is not gender related no I don't know. Some this is, this is clearly some tranny nonsense. Some people in the replies were saying, I know a person who had this done because of heavy bleeding or some other medical reason that wasn't really gender related, but I would not buy that. Am I, did I get the term right? By the way, is this his, hysterectomy is the proper term, right? Or yeah. am I, okay. Is that just the removal of the uterus? Although if they're taking your uterus, I don't know yeah. why they wouldn't just take your fallopian tubes and everything else. Yeah. I guess this is maybe a little more, some bonus material. But um, I, I, I don't I don't doubt the possibility that it, it is what meets the eye. It's just there are maybe some other factors. Um, we've also seen some fake videos on TikTok from abortion clinics and things like that. It's possible that it's fake, too. So just a few um, grains of salt to take into your consideration. I like the convergence of my weird medical stuff and my hatred of trannies, though. That was a good <laughs> surprise cringe. All right. Uh, received that one in my email inbox. Uh, much appreciated. He knew it was right. Let's see. Uh, do you remember, uh, there's, there's no trans, there's no smooth transition I can make to this one. Um, so we'll just, just hop right into it. You remember, uh, Taylor Lorenz. Have you heard the name before? I vaguely remember. Yeah. So this is also, it's not hoax hate, but I'm kind of including it in hoax hate cause it's a similar theme, but I'm not going to play the sounder yet because it's, it's not quite there, but but Taylor Lorenz is a female journalist, formerly of the New York Times, now of the Washington Post. Taylor Lorenz has made a career in recent years of writing hit pieces of a lot of Internet figures and not just those Internet figures, but some anonymous small people um, on the Internet and their families as well. So, for example, in 2018, when she was with the Daily Beast, she wrote an article about Pamela Geller's daughters on Instagram okay, and whether okay. they were trying to hide that their mom is Pamela Geller because they wouldn't post photos of Pamela Geller on their account. I remember this. I remember this. Okay. That was one thing. She also went after Mr. Beast, the uh, famous YouTuber. Yeah. Because he had some old tweets in 2015, 2016, 2017 that included the words gay and fag. That's it. This is the kind of journalist that she is. She's currently being sued by entrepreneur, uh, Adriana Jacob. I don't know about the name there, but something like that. Anyway, 
this entrepreneur woman is suing her for defamation after Lorenz wrote a New York Times article in 2020 claiming that Jacob leaked nude images of a client and hiked up rent on her content uh, house tenants. Jacob says she lost 85 clients because of Lorenz. Taylor Lorenz also went digging for dirt with Claudia Conway, the teen daughter of right, Lincoln Project right. founder George Conway and former Trump White House official Kellyanne Conway. That girl's a disaster, though. Yeah, but Taylor Lorenz is going into her DMs trying to get information from a minor in very bizarre fashion, you know? In other words, Taylor Lorenz has a, a habit of digging into the personal lives of people she doesn't like or disagrees with politically. But of course, Taylor Lorenz is actually the victim. So again, at the end of Women's History Month, NBC and Meet the Press interviewed her about how female journalists are routinely harassed. One of the fastest growing threats to women is online harassment. The latest government statistics show one in three women under the age of 35 have experienced a type of essentially sexual harassment online. Lorenz and digital reporter Kate Sausen say these types of attacks Kate have Sausage? changed their lives. This is after I did Maybe. a report on an increase in the number of white supremacists running for office. Condescending journalists, C word, deserves a rope. <laughs> hey, nice job on that story. You soulless effing c I've had to remove every single social tie. I had severe PTSD from this. I, I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. Yeah, fine. It's fine. overwhelming. It's really hard. Dude, what about the way we're treated? You entered the arena, you crazy bitch. You entered the arena with a spear. You I know went in nobody <laughs> gets it worse than right wing women. Do you know the crazy stuff that has been said about me? Oh, of course. Yeah. My face has been photoshopped onto all sorts of bodies doing all sorts <laughs> of stuff. OK, what is she talking about? Well, you're a reporter at several of the most powerful news outlets in the country you're going after people for things like old tweets and you're going after their families. You can't handle some rando calling you a cunt, even if they're doing it on a scale of thousands of times. Yeah. It, it, turn off your phone for a minute. And yeah, I get it. I <clears throat> sometimes I'll engage with the mob too. When they come after me, they don't like something that I've said or whatever. But if you're going to enter this sort of public arena on the internet, one that goes with the territory, but two, you have to have the personal discipline to turn right. that off and walk away from it, even if the people coming after you are wrong. But in these cases, I don't even know that they're wrong. You were being a cunt. You were a cunt exactly. routinely. Stop being a cunt. Maybe people will stop. Maybe they'll stop calling you one. But Yikes. if that's the worst that you face, you know, you, you have a big, powerful job with big paychecks. I'm sure you live a very nice life. If I could have Taylor Lorenz's income and her resume and her uh, public appreciation, at least in powerful circles, I would gladly take people calling me a cunt on Twitter. That's not that oh, yeah. hard to endure. Yep. The whole premise of journalism is standing up to, to power centers in pursuit of truth. And she can't handle a mean word from a rando. Uh, you're not cut out for the job. I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. Yep. And hilariously, do you remember Andrew Kaczynski at CNN? He's a K file on Twitter. Uh, yeah. He said he replied to some tweets about this. Oh, man, if you're mocking Taylor crying about this, you're, you're cruel. Uh, uh, Andrew Kaczynski is the guy who doxed the rando who originally made the, the gif 
of or the video i can't remember right. which one trump wrestling cnn people it was a teenager right i don't know who the guy was but kaczynski tracked him down and threatened to dox him unless the guy apologized which he did hmm. that so if i laugh at taylor lorenz that's cruel but it's not cruel to to threaten to dox exactly, a private yeah. individual who made a gif or a video that you don't like anyway uh Press F to to pay respects to Taylor Lorenz. It's been very, very rough. Okay, and now time for real, uh, well, the actual hoax hate cases. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. Well, this is just an unstoppable trend lately. Uh, Teens of color scrawling racial slurs and swastikas on various walls around their schools. Don't worry, there's much more depth to this one. We're not just recycling the same bit. But I have to get through the first part, which is a recycling of the same bit. We've seen... Several episodes of this over recent weeks and months. But here's one more from Sacramento. Surveillance video captures two students writing racist graffiti. This incident at Rosemont High School on March 22nd. Investigators say that they've identified two students that they say wrote racist graffiti on a high school wall. Two African-American girls have been identified. This is a look at the graffiti written in pencil on the wall. This is a hallway at Rosemont High School last week. Now, because it was written in pencil, the physical damage was minimal. School officials and offices were able to use the surveillance footage there on campus to ID the students. The case has now been turned over to the DA's office for possible criminal charges. If you uh, had trouble seeing what it says, it's in pencil on the wall and says all N words should die. (laughs) And there's just another N next to it. And actually, if I zoom in, uh, it looks like they even signed it. Does it say like Brenda and Jessica down in the bottom left there? I don't know. I mean, would you put it past them? Did they sign this? Did Brenda like you crimes or, or or Brenda and Jessica white chicks? They were trying to frame frame. I know. I wonder if that's what this is, because there's clearly two so names. There. One of them is Jessica. I, the first one looks like Brenda. I didn't notice this that. Is in first the glance. hoax hate version of like a drive by shooting. It's like uninteresting and low effort. Well, let me crime. make let me make it more interesting for you, because if you've been listening to the show for a few weeks and months now, you might have noticed a pattern coming out of Sacramento. You know, I think, hey, didn't we just see um, uh, fake colored and white signs over a yes. water fountain at a, a Sacramento school? Yes. Yes, we did. And wasn't there this bizarre vice principal uh, at this West Campus High School in Sacramento? Um, and she said that the N-word was written somewhere in the general vicinity of her parking spot. That's right. And then yeah. she had a seizure because of it. Yes. Yes. We talked about that one, too. Well, that vice principal is back. Because it turns out her case remains unsolved. We last visited it in November. So now she's suing the school, even though she's been on medical leave for months and apparently has not set foot in the school because of her N-word induced seizures. (laughs) And remember, as reported back at the time, it was her first ever stress induced seizure. I'm not clear. I'm not clear if she just saw the N-word and had a seizure on the spot or was traumatized and later had a seizure, but the stress she had from seeing this N word in the general vicinity of her parking spot. 
uh, caused her to have a seizure. So she's been on medical leave. Now she's suing the school for not finding out who did this fast enough. There have been at least five separate cases of racist graffiti found on Sacramento City Unified School campuses in less than a year. Most of the cases have been solved, but at least one, the one involving Dr. Elise Verscher, the vice principal at West Campus High School, has not. Dr. Verscher is concerned that the incident targeting her still remains unsolved. It speaks to the level of privilege in regards to the students and um, whose children are enrolled at West campus. I'm literally fighting for my life at this point and it's painful because I love my job but not at the expense of consistent harassment at work. Dr. Verscher is still employed with the district but after having a number of seizures is on medical leave from her position. She now has an attorney and is filing a civil lawsuit. We want change. I don't want to have to continue to try to file these lawsuits against the same district because they refuse to act but should they continue to refuse to act then more lawsuits will be brought. Man I don't want to have to cash in on more bullshit racial claims but if I have to do it I guess I will. Man, do you think she believes her own lies? I was trying to look through school policies to figure out. Obviously, she's trying to cash in with a lawsuit, a lawsuit, terms of which are undisclosed as far as I can find. But you know that she's trying to get some money out of this. I was looking through the policies. I don't know if her medical leave is paid or not. I'm going to speculate that it is, but I don't know that for sure. She says she's been racially terrorized at the school for years and has no evidence to that effect. Maybe people just hate you because you're really incompetent. Uh, well, she doesn't seem like she's doing that much work. Uh, yeah. She's not even doing incompetent work. She's doing no work. She's sitting at home having stress seizures at the thought of returning to this school. And you, you may remember at the time, there are a couple things complicating her case here. Uh, at the time in November, we had these surveillance images of the suspects, at least who police police believe did this. We went through them back then. One of them is clearly black. <laughs> the guy closest to the camera in their surveillance images is black. It looks like three teens. One's black. And you you might have noticed in that reporting the in the video there, the reporter said there were there have been five separate hate incidents in Sacramento schools in the last year, including this one. And then they said, well, they're all resolved except for this one. Are they all resolved? What right. what was the outcome in each one of those cases? It turns out multiple were outright hoaxes and others look like if they're not hoaxes they're great exaggerations there there was one teacher um the one thing that's real is a teacher saying a word in a particular context so they reference kit carson international academy this was a seventh grade teacher last year saying in class recorded on video by a student the f word is something we hear constantly it used to be uh it used to be a nasty ugly word and now it's like the word N-word, except for the teacher actually said the N-word, which everybody says or N-word, which used to be a horrible, ugly word as well. And it's not anymore somehow. So that was recorded by a student. That teacher was fired. That teacher, as far as I can tell, is not publicly identified, but stories refer to her as a woman. Mm. And there's there are quotes that refer to her as not black or a minority. So I'm going to infer that she was a white woman, white woman. But that's clearly not a hate incident. In fact, she's yeah. saying this word is bad and we shouldn't use it. But now it's become casualized and we use it all the time. So that's the most real case of them all. Yeah, it happened. It's on video, but it's a teacher talking about a word in context saying it's bad. Right. We call that racial hate. 
Okay. I'm really grasping at straws here. McClatchy High School. You heard the the store the the reporter reference that. That was the water fountain hoax that we talked about a few weeks ago. The, yeah, on yeah. on video and a black female student confessed to, to putting it, yeah. white and colored over the water mm-hmm. fountains. So that that's been resolved. You might want to mention it's a hoax, not resolved as a hate crime. Yep. This other one, Lincoln Elementary, this was four, uh, two 14-year-olds who have been arrested for spray painting swastikas and KKK at <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Elementary School, I guess, after uh, Lincoln's birthday uh, earlier this year. So actually, uh, February, looks like this happened. And uh, two teens have been arrested, I guess, charged. They are not identified. But I'm going to speculate that if they were white, that probably would have been amplified a little bit. It was not. They definitely would have said that. So I'm going to that's not a confirmed hoax, but that leans hoax. (laughs) It's it's basically a confirmed hoax. We're supposed to believe that the one real case of, hey, oh, and the other one they're counting in the five. I should they, they mentioned Rosemont High in that story. Well, Rosemont High is the one we just talked about. That was the penciling that's already confirmed as a it's hoax as because a hoax. this report on the vice principal came out two days before the con- the confirmation on this hoax came out. So, so all hoaxes is what you're telling me. Uh, I'm confident in saying, well, two are two are confirmed hoaxes or is it three? I've lost count here. It's one, three. One, and then the one that wasn't racially motivated. One is a teacher saying a word in context. And the other is um yeah, it's vandals who are now arrested. They're teenagers and they've not been identified, but you know what that means. Yeah. So there's not a single case of an actual, like an actual case of racial animus or right. racial hatred. There's not a single one of them. We're supposed to believe though, that this teacher is the one case that this N word generally near her parking spot is the one case that's happened over this supposed trend in Sacramento. Uh, and uh, you know, we'll see what comes of her lawsuit. Uh, as I mentioned, the terms of that lawsuit are not yet uh, disclosed, but, um, but Hey, as you said, maybe she'll, um, maybe she'll just be absolutely cashing out on the state of California and we can help bankrupt that state just a little bit quicker. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That is my heart's desire. Well, I don't know if we ever do reclaim California. I'm not going back to Sacramento. I'm picking a different spot. No, I mean, it'd be be so nice, though. I don't want to deal with Idaho weather for the rest of my life. I'm getting pushed to the worst parts of the country in terms of weather. It's really pissing me off. Well, California's got it all, though. They've got uh, the Sierra Nevada. It's one of the the few places where you can really go beach to mountains and have really everything in between. So, yeah, it's the best state. It'd be nice to have it back. I'm with you on that. All right. Anything else before the movie review? No, let's do it. All right. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 1999 sci-fi comedy Galaxy Quest in which a TV space crew becomes a real space crew when an alien race confuses them as authentic and recruits them into their fight with an <laughs> intergalactic supervillain. I also watched the drumhead episode of Star Trek The Next Generation at Blonde's request beforehand for some additional contextual understanding from our movie picker Amanda. 
Unironically, this is the best Star Trek movie ever made. The script is tight. The actors are so much fun. And hats off to the late Alan Rickman for his absolutely hilarious and wonderful performance. It hits a perfect note on the nature of geek culture and the woes of aging stars. One of my absolute favorites, as always, your review and your rating. Um. Okay, so I made Matt watch an episode of Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation, although I am aware that this is more closely based on um, the original series. I just wanted him to watch an episode of Star Trek. I was never going to get an opportunity like this again. So I made him watch an irrelevant episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, just because you know I thought he would like it. And he didn't. Um, we'll um, talk about that in a moment. I wouldn't say that I hated it, but I'll, I, can, I can tell you my thoughts. Um, but... What would have been better is if I had you watch the documentary called Trekkies, but I wasn't, you weren't going to watch two movies. It'd be a but big you, ask. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you understand uh, Star Trek culture and like the fandom surrounding it, but I have a feeling that you hated this movie. I haven't read your review, but I, ugh, this, this movie is just so near and dear to my heart. I love it. And it's not just because it captures Trekkie culture so perfectly, but it's because it's a film within a film, maybe even within a, a film, hmm. you get all of this drama of the aging actors and their addictions and personality issues and everything and their depressing lives. And it's paired with this great redemption story. And then it's all kind of contained within the world of, of Star Trek kind of, um, which in fact turns out to be real. So it, it's an uplifting story. The nerds are the heroes and then these actors, they're not the fading losers that they seem to be. They're heroic in the eyes of the aliens. Um, and then the aliens don't have this experience of of being fully disappointed that what they believe is not a, a true reality. So it's like it's like the ultimate happy ending, right? Hmm. I just love this movie. It's super fun because um, I love Star Trek so much. And four out of five. That's my guess. Four out of five. What did you knock it for? Not four out of five is an excellent review. But you have to see a flaw. What's the flaw? Um, hmm. In terms of like the best films, the, the movies that I want to give fives are like the best films ever made. Hmm. Okay. So may, maybe we have some overlap because I, I, I don't hate this movie. In fact, it's one of those movies I think it'd be very hard to hate. Good. But I don't, I don't see a lot of depth to it. Part of that is because... I'm not keen on the Star Trek culture that it is somewhat uh, a parody of. The other part of it is just I just don't think that there's actually a lot of philosophical or metaphorical depth to it, period, even if you do understand that culture. Mm. But that doesn't mean that I think it's bad. Um, okay. The things I liked it actually I, I was really impressed with its effects, um, okay, yeah, yeah, both yeah. digital and practical. And they meshed pretty well. And especially for this late 90s era, you, you make the rock monster and the, the child monsters digitally. And they actually looked pretty believable and worked pretty well with the um, uh, what was the the pig monster. And then you had the like octopus thermians. And those were practical effects. They made them. Um, yeah. They the, that all worked really well. But actually, the, the character Ceres as a makeup, as a costume was really incredible. And the way they were able to get his face to have expressions and movement. Apparently this was um, technology and mechanics that Stan Winston had been working on since uh, the abomination that was the star Wars holiday special um, in, uh, in 1978. That was a total piece of crap, but he really worked. <laughs> on, he really got, he really nailed it by uh, 20 years later. 
and um and had something really excellent looking um in in this particular movie so so good for him that was really cool the only flaw in the effects that i thought was funny and i'll credit to my wife for noticing this because she's really into effects and things but she just happened to see this when he's when tim allen uh what's his nesmith when he's fighting the pig monster on the sand planet there's a moment where you can see the puppeteer's hand in the top right corner of the frame <laughs> operating the pig monster. That's endearing. And it's pretty obvious. It's only on there for a frame or two, but it's a big full fist in the, in the frame. And to be fair to the uh, effects crew, that's probably more of an editing mistake than a, than an effects mistake. So yeah, I just, I'm kind of shocked that somebody who's a professional Hollywood editor or a team wouldn't pick up on that mistake. Um, The movie... Did you have more wait, to say? Wait, wait, let's talk about the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, you want to do that before I continue? Uh, yeah, so, well, do you want to do you want to explain why you picked it, or do you want sure, me to? Sure, I picked the episode, the drumhead format to watch. I thought it would be an excellent segue for you specifically into Star Trek The Next Generation because it has heady philosophical themes. It's about a woman ruining everything. <laughs> and then there's a great speech about... Uh, individual thought and and freedom of speech by Picard at the end. Yeah. So the whole premise is that there's some kind of perceived attack on the ship and it's believed that there's some kind of rat or someone's behind it. This particular member of the crew gets accused and there's a big witch hunt and you bring in this admiral chick to lead the witch hunt and she throws out the concepts of due process and the presumption of innocence and Picard is kind of the uh, giving all the, am I, is everybody gone crazy around here? Kind of speeches. Am I the only sane one left? We have to stand on principle. And of course um, the themes of the episode (coughs) resonate with me and and are important to me. And I thought it was decently well-written. So it's not a hatred for it. It's just Star Trek is so stiff and corny to me. And people are so serious on the show in a way that just seems hilarious to me. Like every Klingon just looks ridiculous, but they're so angry and serious all the time. You get over it eventually. Maybe I'm just not uh, yeah, acclimated to it, but, but it's not the writing or the themes. I appreciated that. It's just presentationally. It just does not work for me. It was early nineties, I guess, uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I neither hated nor enjoyed as a work of writing. It was fine as a work of acting and presentation. Not for me, which is, I, I don't know it's at some level how I feel about this movie that not perfectly. So the movie's also um, galaxy quest is also pretty funny. It, it has its moments of, of pretty good laughs. The miners, not miners line was very good. Yeah. yeah. You have that character Quan. He has the dry humor all the time. Like, Oh, that seems to be uh that seems to be a little rough there. I'll have my crew put some WD 40 on it after they eject <laughs> the, the bad guys. Um, Sigourney Weaver's exposure continuing to get more and more aggressive as the situation gets more and more dire. That was pretty funny. Yeah. By the way, isn't she like 50 when this movie was made? Something like that. She's yeah. old and you know, good for her. Keeping she, it tight. She pulled it off. I would say nice pair on her. She talks uh, about that a lot too. I wasn't, I wouldn't say that I was like laughing hysterically the whole time, but it, it was a funny movie and it was enjoyable. Uh, there were pair uh, the, the, child aliens trying to get onto the ship as they escape reminded me uh, reminded my wife specifically of the uh, escape from the Kabul airport it was like <laughs> man, clearly they saw it ahead of time they really influenced joe biden's uh, withdrawal plan so a movie ahead of its time as far as its influence on afghan culture 
Now, as far as what I don't appreciate or what I didn't like about this movie, it's some of it's kind of just. It's just my subjective taste, my subjective interest, rather than sort of serious flaws in the movie. I just don't care about the satire or parody of Star Trek to the extent that I don't care about that (laughs) culture, that setting. It just doesn't resonate with me. And a a real Trekkie is bound to enjoy this movie in ways that I just am not. It doesn't mean that it's a crap movie. It just means it's not really one that's for me. Um, I thought Guy's character was really annoying. He played the role of like the hysterical chick. But he's a guy and that just made it even more annoying. I was not a fan. Just delete him and the movie would be better. And as I mentioned, I just think that there's a, uh, some depth lacking to it. it. It's I could try to extract some meaning out of it. As you mentioned, maybe I'm supposed to believe that for, for the for the Thermians, uh, maybe there's value and moral support in believing in something, even if it's not true. Maybe that gets you over the end, gets you to the finish line in a difficult struggle. Maybe there's something like that. I just don't think this movie's supposed to be that deep. I think it's supposed to be just kind of a fun take on a culture that people love. And I agree that it's fun. I just don't really have the enjoyment of the culture. And so for me, did I enjoy watching it? Yeah, sure. I wasn't sitting there angry, hating it. It's just, it's a perfectly fine movie. But it's not one that I'm going to watch again or I'm going to think about later. So Why'd it is a it? Um, it's a respectable three wiki rating for me. Okay, I'll allow it. I suspect oh, that people nice. are going to uh, the early vote is going to be more in appreciation than Cult I classic. gave it. And I and I am correct. Uh, a sizable majority, 70, over 70 percent of the early response, giving it four and five. So people do love this movie. Very little hate for it. <laughs> uh, next week, this I think this was on your original list way back when. Twelve Angry Men, was it not? Mm, it was not. Maybe. Why did I think that? I don't know. Have you seen it before? I have not. No. Oh, OK, so this will be new to both of us. Uh, of course, the uh, I don't know much about it. I just know it's a movie in the from the 50s that took place in one room, which is the jury deliberation room in a murder trial. Yeah. So yeah. Eh, might be something I'll enjoy. And then after that, the nominees are Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Pitch Black, Apollo 13, True Grit, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Or, of course, you can uh, reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. As a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment on how wrong I am, submit your own rating, uh, vote for the next movie, or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. And that'll do it on a stream for the evening. Let's check uh, check in with the chat. We'll call it a night. Sure. Daniel Kungle. Um, the pushback on the anti-grooming bill shows how much schools have strayed from their intended purpose to educate versus indoctrinate. It shows schools, I uh, think they own the kids more than the parents. That is the, the crux of the matter, isn't it? Yeah. Ownership of your children. That is a serious problem, no matter what your opinions are. And I find their opinions to be a huge problem in this case. But fundamentally, if you're, if you're telling people, um, that, that you have more of a right to the minds of those children than the parents do, that's, that's a big issue. Um, I bought PN. No, no. Thank you, sir. Robin D. Banks. Matt and I once made General Sow's chicken. He tapped my oil reserve and I was immediately a third of the way done. Now that's what I call fracking. Best drill in the north. You guys are disgusting. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Logan Orr says, love you guys. Queer, queer over and over. This has been your daily queering. I appreciate that. 
Uh, Das Pooch, come on, blonde. You know you want to give the internet the jerk off motion. Be a pal, LMAO. That's why you have to watch the Wednesday show. Um, because I do it all the time. I'm gonna uh, turn the, my mic off and cough really fast. Do you want to do Tippy Street? Uh, yeah, I can do that. If you um, if you need a break or you need to step out, just uh, I'll I'll head over to Tippy Stream. We'll come back. Okay, I will be right, right back. Cool. Okay, let me uh, check in with what's going on uh, over on Tippy Stream. One moment. I forgot where I left off. So let's see if I can find that. Let's see. I know we did Otter's Gun. Ah, that's right. Knuckle Hunky Buck, I think. Um, the trans murder rate boils down to black dudes don't like being tricked. Uh, no, that's incorrect. It's Puerto Rican dudes who don't like being tricked, but uh, you're very close. Das Pooch, thank you. Uh, das Pooch says, did you catch the moment in Taylor Lorenz's hilarious fake crying where she couldn't hide the laughter and hid her face? Um, editing editing cut uh, a way to help her press s to spit on the sociopath i did seem it almost seemed like the host was kind of um laughing at her a little bit too so uh yeah it, it did seem uh less than authentic i suppose you could say um anyway uh evan m says and thank you uh, das pooch evan m says it seems like the more these idiot teachers uh tell black girls they're morally superior if they're called the n-word the more uh black girls claim to be called the n-word i wonder if there's a connection well it's certainly a social currency you're absolutely right uh there are rewards if you are if you are uh, the alleged victim of such things so that seems to be the way it is working out Okay, let me uh, hop over to YouTube and we're good on D live as well. I just want to say thanks to all the people over on D live tonight. I'd appreciate you as well. I have no idea where we even left off though on YouTube. So it's going to take me a second to figure it out here. Uh, let's see. Oh man. Um, I'm going to uh, bear with me. This is, this is going to be a task to even find where blonde left off. My apologies. Let's see. Oh, wait, I think I found it. I think I found it here. Uh, Logan or? Right, yeah, just says queer a whole bunch. <laughs> this has been your daily queering. Thank you for standing up to Florida politicians. Das Pooch says, come on, Blonde, you know you want to give the... Oh, this is where Blonde left off. This, that was the jerk-off motion one. Okay, here we go. Nathan E. says, so I put in for vacation the other day, non-government... Uh, a non-government job and drop down menu uh, for the reason for time off had both COVID-19 and COVID-22 options. So brace yourselves. Maybe man, if you were in a government job, I'd get really tinfoily about that. But even still, I'd be curious, um, Nathan, if you, uh, obviously I'm not going to ask you to disclose your employer, but if you are willing to send me an email about that, uh, the only thing I would ask is just, are we talking like major big corporate employer or are we talking mom and pop shop? Because if this is, if we're talking about some, you know, some national company that might have reason to know, I would like to know that information. Uh, and thank you to my favorite duo uh, from the number one African in blondes, hate filled heart. Well, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, and uh, we, we love, love you. you. Too. You're very special. 
Chris Gard Morbakai says, uh, one of your mods timed me out weird uh, here in Cairns, Australia. Our fuel prices are fluctuating between five and six bucks a gallon U.S. dollars. It's absolutely insane. Well, did you type in all caps, Chris Gard? Because that will get you timed out. Don't try it. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I don't know why. But um, Godspeed down under, as always. And it's a good time for a PSA. If you uh, if you ever get uh, timed out, banned, whatever by the mod, you feel like you've been treated unfairly in the chat, and you it, maybe you've even been banned or blocked or something, just send me an email. I'll take care of it. I will unblock you if you've been blocked. Um, a lot of times, like things happen in the chat, and then people come and scream at me and give me some lecture, like I thought you were a free speech strategist. It's like, yeah, I know stuff happens. Just. Just come to me with a positive attitude. We'll get it all sorted out. Um, just, you know, for for future reference, if you if you are looking to get that resolved, uh, just be nice to me and I'll take care of it for you. Also, Chris Gard is, uh, if people don't know, he's our wiki wiki song guy. I'm sorry for the bad experience in the chat. Uh, Mark LaFlame says, Matt, uh, what did you think of the Yellowstone season two finale? I feel they jumped way over the shark in that episode, but in season three, three, they're back to the moral or wait, they're back to the more sedate nuanced stuff. Thank God. I, um, off the top of my head, it's hard for me to remember exactly what happened at the end of season two. And of course, for people who haven't watched the show, I don't want to spoil too much. I will say I, I loved the show into season four. I thought the most recent season was the weakest and they went down too many tangent storylines that people don't really care about, but overall great show. Uh, love that show. Can't wait for it to come back. And I thought 1883, uh, well, I have some disputes with Elsa's character. Also a great show. So highly recommended, uh, on both Darren Hartford says fan for years. Not sure how it happened, but both of you give me hope for a better life. I wish I would have found your channel sooner in life. Also alcohol helps lol. Cheers. Uh, are you back? Okay, let me get you. Last time I muted you accidentally, so let me get you unmuted. Uh, if you find optimism in this show, you can find it anywhere. So congratulations, <laughs> Darren. Thank you, uh, Michael Anderson. I'll just keep reading until you can find the spot. I'm on. I'm on YouTube. Michael Anderson says, oh, okay. "How do we buy licenses to kill? I love this idea. How much? Ten thousand dollars per year. Totally worth it. Traffic would decrease by ninety percent in the first year." I don't know. You'll have to talk to David Hogg. This is his genius idea. But uh, if you do learn, maybe maybe send me some info. Robin D. Banks says Sacramento reminds me of something. No pulse, no blood on the dance floor. Club goers try to decide which bathroom to hide in. Not sure if their gender matched the one they died in. Shots for all. Uh, is this a, a reference to Pulse Nightclub or am I missing something? Maybe no pulse, just blood. Yeah, must be. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bree says your sister-in-law should join the local mothers of twins club. They will bring food and support for the new babies. They also have used twin clothes sales and offer support to twins to twin moms. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it must be really daunting to be, to double your kid load in one go. I can't imagine. It's, it's tough enough uh, managing one, especially the first time. If we had two, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're happy to have it, but it's, I just, I'm sure the challenge is on another level, man. It's, it's got to be incredibly difficult. Um, Robin D. Banks, die. Used to have a COVID, COVID, but then I got the vaccine. Then I got COVID again. I'm going to go back. I'm going to get another one. Who are these people? At what point uh, does thought engage? I know. 
Yeah. I I guess if you're going if you if you're still going to listen and even when they're saying you don't really have to go out and get this one, you still go out and get this one? Yeah. I mean, you are fully programmed at that point. Um trapped to the world Christians believe that all people including the most obedient believers deserve death. Others believe some deaths are just and others aren't. The foundational premise leads to different conclusions. Hmm. Uh, do Christian? Not all Christians believe that. Um, Boogeyman nine one seven. I'd be interested cheers. in that philosophy. That deserve death in in what way? Or like, will receive death? Obviously, we will all receive death. Um, and I suppose you could say should in the proper context, but and I, I, I'm sure even he wouldn't say deserve death at the hands of another person in cold blood right. or something like that. But that's just an interesting way to phrase it that I'd be more interested to. I'd be interested to learn or or hear more about. Four to six kids is not double. No, they're going from two to four kids, but they're going from a family of four to a family of six. Gotcha. I probably said that incorrectly earlier. Seagram's Jen Psaki got back into politics because of the West Wing. Now she's leaving and going to NBC, the network that ran the West Wing. Coincidence, really? Hmm. Hmm. Jonathan hmm. Prezios. Hey, Matt, I wanted to know if you got my email today. It was a screenshot of YouTube survey of your video. And I wanted to know what you thought about it. YouTube seems to like you. I told them your video was informative. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, actually, I did see your email before we went live. I wrote a response and saved it in my drafts for when I go through my emails later. But I can confirm to you that, no, I do not. Um, I don't have an arrangement with Susan to push uh, surveys about my videos. Whatever you saw is some kind of Susan strategy afoot. But thank you for telling her that uh, this is a great video you should promote, Susan. Son of the wolf. So the federal laws outlying outlawing murder weren't enough. And to think I could have been lynching this whole time. So many deserving people. I know that's my feeling about it. I, I wish I would have known. Robin D. Banks. Nit. This is not Robin. This is Putin. I haxered her phone. Why puny Americans think I'm in bed with the Trump? I'd rather be in bed with Robin here. Have you seen some of these pictures on her phone? <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations, Vladimir. Have a great night. Rich, great news. All Navy sailors submitted religious exemption. It just got just caught a break thanks to Judge O'Connor. The Navy can no longer kick us out or take severe punitive action against us. Always stand against the unjust. That's great. I hadn't heard anything about that. The last I heard was that the Navy SEALs had lost a lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court on the vaccine stuff. So, man, the military stuff is always very confusing because I've heard so many different things from different people with different jobs and different branches. A lot of people saying, yeah, yeah, they told me to. And I just been hanging out. And nobody's really forced it on me <laughs> to other guys saying I'm harassed every single day. Or maybe I even had to give in because they were threatening to threatening to boot me out. So in, in any case, I'm glad to hear that. And, and thank you for the info. Uh, thunderstorm. Carl Schwab, fourth industrial revolution is the goal of the great reset. Also gas prices are set by spec uh, speculators price gouging. With government approval, hmm. I gotta yeah, I gotta look more into our uh, our friend Mr. Schwab and his plans for our future. I'm not super isn't well it Klaus read. Klaus Schwab, yeah, Klaus. But uh, the World Economic Forum, it's it's too hard. I I can't believe that this. Wait, what's going on? Are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought something crazy happened or something. Um, no, I uh, it's it's. I have to believe that there's some organizing plan at play here. I can't believe that this is all just accidental incompetence. Whoopsie buffoonery. That's not what we're watching. We're watching something with more organizational effort, more organizational yeah, planning. I agree. Um, 
Adam N., I love you both. Third time donating. Hey, Matt, out of curiosity for your solo vids, are you writing out of a planned speech beforehand and then reading from a teleprompter type program off screen? A kind man of. does not reveal his methods. No, um, I've talked about this before. Yeah, so all, all of my solo stuff is is scripted. And then the way that I do them is I have the script off screen on a monitor and I just deliver them in trunk in chunks and then piece it all together. And um, the reason for that for me is number one, I don't want to be straight up reading on delivery because it, it just doesn't come off as authentic. Uh, but I, but the reason I want to have it scripted is because I want to be very precise and specific with the words that I'm using. Right. So I don't say something the wrong way or, uh, the other thing that's important to me, especially in a pre-made video that's not live, I want every second to count. I don't want to repeat the same point or talk in circles or waste time. So yeah, they're all basically every video is uh, is written out as an essay first, and then I just deliver them to the camera and put them together. It's it's a it's wise. It's more time consuming than it has to be, but it's the way that I like to make the product. So that's the way I do it um hillbilly deluxe regarding congressional bill forcing oil production it's a pretense to nationalize the oil companies oh yeah maybe that's it maybe calwin 58 michael honig is a former member of tangerine dream uh i don't don't know either name but honig is hilarious tangerine dream is a band german electronic music band founded in 1967 and there was a uh a honig in that band doc bailey enjoying a beach cabin at pendleton debating now uh i get out of california while catching up with my favorite duo much love well thanks for tuning in and supporting the show man appreciate it hope you're doing pendleton well is real nice um marshall francis blonde what are the best ways to get someone to be less of a faggot asking for a friend do you mean like an actual faggot or I need more clarification on this. What are the best ways to get someone to be less of an F slur? <laughs> Electroshock therapy I've heard is. Uh, yeah. Somebody. Talk to Mike Pence. He uh, he's great uh, with. I'm serious. With the conversions. I've heard that conversion therapy can be very effective. Specifically um, Maddie, electroshock. Mm-hmm. I guess I haven't looked into it. Maddie O. Um, hey guys, I started out with Blonde back in 2016. Blonde of one of those guys that prefers the raw, unfiltered nature of the call-in show. Should I be shot? Wow. Thanks, Matt, for defending us. Yes, you should be shot on site. Hey, I, I appreciate that that format has an audience. You know, it's um, it is what it is. Sometimes it can be amazing. Sometimes it can be totally weird. Yep. But mm. I appreciate you you tuning in and keeping us on the air, man. Hot dogs are hoagies. Heat pumps are 100% electric and get heat from outdoor air to warm your home. They're very efficient unless it gets below 40 degrees Mm. because there's no, you know, the thing. Okay. So Ah. that's what I've never heard of this, but uh, you learn something every day. Um, Chubby stubby. The Florida bill will now stifle the mental growth of kindergarten kids. It'll be a huge loss of such great philosophical thoughts such as do these boogers taste? (laughs) Do these boogers have a gender? Yep. Uh, JL as a high school teacher in Florida, I will let, I will let you know that there's at least one teacher banging a student at every high school. I remember, (sighs) I remember, um, it was not me, especially in Hillsborough County. Look up Bloomingdale high school, Leonard high school, superintendent Addison Davis and bezels funds too. Yeah, I'm, none of this surprises me. Uh, yeah, I could believe that. I, I certainly had a handful of teachers growing up who... I don't know if I had any that... It's not known to me that there was uh, that level of a relationship, but there were inter- inappropriate relationships alleged. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sure there's much more than we know about. Trav to the world. Teachers have no reason to believe parents won't be supportive if they notify them when a kid comes out. That's true. Teachers have been trained since college to see parents as retrograde enemies in all things. Hmm. That's also true. They should be unified in their goal of making children educated. God. Uh, disturbed 2K7. These people are not our friends and have nothing in common with us but regional boundaries and taxes. We owe them nothing but should start acting like and enjoy these dollary news. Love you guys. Well, God bless. God bless you. you. I think we um I think we missed one from Liberty Did I? Bell. Oh, I'm sorry, Liberty Bell. As a teacher, seeing teachers incapable of using any critical thinking, research, and reading skills to take ten minutes to download and read seven page PDF to leave our schools, I'd say DeSantis has mastered forty chess. This Maybe. is I, I wonder if this if this was this some kind of political trap? It doesn't have to be. It's standing for perfectly defensible principles. But the degree they have just walked into the rake on this one and just beat themselves in the face repeatedly. Well, if DeSantis says grooming kids is bad, we need to come out and be pro-grooming. Right. right. Okay. Good luck. Yep. Weird, weird take, but good luck with it. Um, incompetent hands 30. How do they get to virtue signal over lynching bill? But when we try to get S sex S three X out of uh, K four K three four, we get called, uh, anti-gay. I almost like antigy in my defense. It's spelled. <laughs> you got to spell it, uh, creatively to get around yeah. Susan's blockades. Blonde's yeah. right. We need to start using their tactics against them. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. Evan M. I know that big Lebowski references are overplayed, but every time I see a video of groomer teacher, I, I, I say, Eight-year-olds, dude. It always fits. That movie's overrated, but That's I see. It's one I got to see eventually. I, I, I do need to see it. Uh, David Ackerland, I feel for these poor Fruit Loops. I always introduce myself by saying, hi, I'm into brunettes as it's my identity. <laughs> yeah, we do have to start stating our preferences like that. Thank you. Mojack 420. Uh, when can we uh, go all religion of peace and start playing rooftop lawn darts? Ayo. I like well, it. at this rate, it's not going to be a choice. It's going to be a requirement. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a yeah. It's, point taken. Thank you. Uh, also noted the dollar amount on that super chat. Yep, that was that was good. Hunter <laughs> Biden's crack pipe. Uh, headlines from future wars: We lost casualties in the thousands, mostly self-inflicted. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, it might go that way. I'm a psychopath. Um, Fram's not a man, baby. Yeah, he's a man, period. These people are bananas. I'm seriously want to check out this universe. Where is check out of this universe? Where's the front desk? I know. God. Well, maybe How Lieutenant Colonel Ma'am of the Space Force will develop and uh uh will will develop the technology to get us to another planet where we can colonize and escape these people. Though I yeah. doubt that they will facilitate our departure so easily. Yeah, yeah. Um why be Nick? I s- did I say something racist right there? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I sleep soundly at night knowing that Lieutenant Ma'am is watching over our nation. Me too. Me yeah, too. you're safe. Don't worry. Esoteric Unbound. What the hell is a heat pump? Since Blonde is a female, such, I- such ignorance is forgivable. Knowledge of the world being unnecessary to hatch pretty babies. But please, Sarah, there, there isn't a man bun under that ball cap. I've, you know there's I've, not. I've never heard of a heat pump. That's That's mm-hmm. a bizarre piece of technology to me, but... I'll take your word for it. I just, um, I, I, I got that normie forced air furnace, man. That's, yeah. that's all I have to deal with, which, you know, I've had to, uh, fix with various pieces of duct tape and replacement parts on occasion. 
but I can't act like I fully understand. I just, I've put the paper clips in the right spot to keep it heating the home through the winter. That's, that's and I've all been successful. Do. Yeah. Um, oh, let me reload really quick. Do you have it up? Yeah. Brittany Chavez says I work with, uh, kids and pregnant and I'm pregnant with my first and a girl asked how I got pregnant. That convo or that conversation is for your mom to have how I respond like a normal person. I didn't know I have to go into detail about my husband nailing me, I guess. But that's, <laughs> first of all, congratulations. That's great. Um, second, but your second point is spot on too. It's not, they, they keep making this about a gay thing and a trans thing. I do agree that a lot of these um, alternative lifestyles are, are kind of uh, an issue as they're introduced to children. I'm not saying that's a non-issue entirely, but the fundamental issue here that you're talking about is just sec- the topic of sex education, period, especially for kids so young. And the fact that you understand that it is not your role to explain to that child how, in fact, babies get in there. That's exactly the sort of um, teacher caution, teacher discretion, teacher judgment that we're looking for, regardless of what your preferences are in the bedroom of your home. It'd be much more simple if. Oh, now I can't hear you. Did you mute your mic? Oh, sorry. I, oh, there uh, we go. Yeah. It's not really irrelevant because I kind of want to know if some like major homo is teaching my kid. I, I'm not saying it's an <laughs> I'm not saying it's an absolute non-issue or none of the parents business. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But most fundamentally, I think it's I think it's more important. Let, let's put it this way. Would you and I'm asking this sincerely, not rhetorically. Um, if you had to pick between gay teacher who absolutely understands minding his own business and keeping his personal life where it belongs in the way that this teacher is describing versus very loose teacher who talks about her weekend escapades at the bar in detail to the kids. Loose teacher. You're going to pick the loose female. Rather than the gay. Did you say gay male? Yeah, but, but he gets it. The, the gay male absolutely understands what the, the topics that Brittany Chavez is describing here. I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the one, like I'm not saying that it's completely uh, unacceptable to have some, concerns about that but in one case i know that she's going to be talking to my kid about inappropriate sexual topics That's the true. other case is he might but he seems to get it i got to take the guy who seems to get it hold him Mulray. all right logic goes so far <laughs> often a point is better made viscerally created equal gets this they show abortion pics videos on college campus and other venues strong reactions peace to all who are healing from this regret that is something that we forget hmm to pray for people that have had abortions. Um, there was a big abortion story out of DC too. I kind of wanted to talk about it, but it, um, I decided to cut it cause it was really hard to understand, hmm. but there are like a, a, a children that appear to have been partial birth or very late term, potentially illegal abortions that were recovered through a pro-life activist who gave them, gave the actual fetal remains to the police Wow. And I'm not clear how this pro-life activist actually recovered them. Yeah. But uh, Lila Rose, live action, they all have a lot of information on this. And the images are just horrific. Like, yeah, before you go browsing on that story, understand that you're likely to even accidentally click upon very graphic imagery. Um, Keeney says, if that lady gets seizures from N-words, does that mean she doesn't own a mirror? 
Uh, I don't I don't know. Fair to ask. Thank you. Maddie O, you sent us the same super chat three times. If you would like your additional accidental donation sent back, please email us and we will refund you. Um, guys, did you hear about Ian Smith? I'm from New Jersey. It's a shame. He had a good chance to win a congressional seat, but his new DUI and murky past rendered him basically politically burnt toast this week. I'm all for a redemption story, but like you gotta never do anything like what you did again yeah so i I don't know exactly what happened but i'm taking refused to blow i assume he was drinking is that what happened he uh he got pulled over refused to and and got it and got a new dui yeah and obviously he has uh well he has a lot of things in his past that he's himself very open about i'll leave it to him to speak about it but he's had his past struggles yeah um if that's true and i haven't i haven't followed this story closely that is that is a bummer that is unfortunate because you know, for all his past faults that he would personally own up to, uh, I would still say uh, that this is a country that needs a lot more Ian Smiths, not fewer, just in terms of his. The way he stands up to government bullies, the way he stands for the strength of the individual and his beard, um, of course, his beard, of course, you know, may- maybe he's going through a tough time and, and maybe he's not the guy for <laughs> Even with the DUI, he's still the guy for Congress. All right, he's still probably <laughs> yeah. many levels of morality above those people. Yeah, Matt Gates has had a bunch. Um, but um, but that's a bummer. I, I hope the best uh, for him. Me too. Uh, Jay says, "Isn't it funny uh, how that which does not crack shatters like glass?" Deep. Took me a second. <laughs> Kelwin fifty eight on the Galaxy Quest Blu Ray. One can watch the entire movie dubbed in Thermian. Perfect genius from Enrico Calantioni. Am I saying that right? Maybe. Uh, don't look at me. In the movie Nine to Five, the mic boom is visible several times. Yeah, that lots of movies hmm. have stuff like that. I think it's endearing. The uh, the, the Thermians have their own language fully flat because that was my question too. The Thermians are unique to Galaxy Quest, correct? Yes. They're not yeah. some other borrowed concept. No, no. So did they just invent a whole language for them? Because they don't speak a whole language in the movie. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Um, Slosher, I highly recommend after watching the movie, you check out 12 Angry Men Inside Amy Schumer on YouTube. It's a parody where they argue if she's hot enough or not to be on TV. I guarantee Blonde will love it. Yes, I used to love Amy Schumer. Wow. I know. And that was one of her finer moments until I found out that she basically steals all of her jokes. Um, John Prezios, that's when Amy Schumer was still funny uh, because she was still uh, from really funny people. She would steal. Yeah, this must be what he meant to say from really funny people around her. Um, yeah. Crim Scram says um, porcelain and Mr. Medicare recently had a five hour stream about Mersh prepping for documentary and they talk about your incident with Mersh. Very funny. Hmm. My incident with Mersh. It's it's their incident with me, man. Um, yeah. I, it, this was the uh, the revenge of the cis guys. Right. And that's like, to me, that's water under the bridge. I don't, I'm not looking to revive a fight or anything, but if people don't remember, uh, this was when, this was during the Eric Charmella stuff, the whistleblower, which now I guess you can say on YouTube, my video, or I think it was our stream talking about it, got taken down and then I appealed and YouTube accused me of credibly threatening his life. by saying his name and i made a video going through this email talking about how youtube needs to shut the hell up or actually submit a uh, submit a complaint to police because if you're accusing me of credibly threatening someone's life you're accusing me of a crime right right and um over on revenge of the sis they played portions of my video explaining it to me and then accused me of being um some kind of gigantic free speech hypocrite and they 
lumped me in with Tim Pool for some reason saying, uh, mocking me by saying, I'm a journalist. I deserve to have protection, but not those guys over there as though they had never listened to my channel. So I went yeah, on their stream and said like this, the free speech thing is the point of my entire channel. Yeah. And they descended into this bizarre back and forth purity testing me about what I host people X, Y, and Z and what I talk to people X, Y, and Z. It was, it was just a disaster. And I know <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Oh, what a fine performance by me. I owned them. Um, it was a waste of time and, and it was, it was two on one. And, um, it, I think it's just a bummer, uh, as I yeah. said at the time, because we are people in the same fight. I don't have to love them or yeah, their show of time. to yeah. understand that we are people in the same arena who are fighting for the same values. And yet they had to go after me as some sort of um, some sort of traitor or some yeah. sort of turncoat as though I would lobby to have them banned off the Internet when I never would. Even when I feel like I was being mistreated by them personally, right, right. I would never want to see them censored off YouTube or punished in any number now to their credit it sounds like i'm ripping on them and you know i kind of am because they're <laughs> i didn't like that encounter but when we had this the stream labs banning um was that last year or two years ago it was two years ago they did reach out and they were open to some cooperative effort on that and i had corresponded with them then so it's not as though it's like some bad blood hatred relationship yeah but it was bad enough that it's not like i'm eager to maintain anything with those guys so that's funny that he brought it back up though i I want i wonder why i'd have to know the context for what they were talking about but i also don't know i've I've forgotten about this you know it's a shame because i've heard from people that i would really like them maybe but maybe my perspective is it it was god awful i mean if 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 people want to listen to it i'm the audio is still on the audio platforms i'm maybe it's still on youtube it was on their channel not mine but it's still out there and it was just a god awful hour-long argument and it just it it what sucked too is it went into like a weird dick measuring contest which i admit i kind of participated in but they kept throwing at me like you don't achieve anything you've never done anything and it's like well but by the same measure neither of you like we're in the same arena here and so it's like this dick measuring contest of who has more views or who has more subs or some some bullshit like that. It's and they're just they're trying to knock me down, but there's no measure by which they are superior. Which was just I a hate biz- the infighting. It's all yeah. It was just the whole thing was just a bizarre, weird um, encounter, and it was all about purity testing me as being insufficiently pro free speech because I haven't had anyone that they can name on my stream. And they didn't even bother to go after you for being a constitutional conservative, which is really your greatest fault. And they didn't challenge you on that. <laughs> no, they didn't even go after me for the real problems. That is the real problem. Yeah. So, you know, fuck those guys. They yeah. can't even identify the real problem here. Um, Sorry to take a bunch of time on that, but it just, no, it's, it's okay. interesting. Thank you for the chat. Um, outsourced freedom just for just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners. So also through the obedience of the one man, the many were made righteous. Hmm. Um, Esoteric. Galaxy Quest is a parody written by people who actually love the target of their ridicule. That sort of affection for the subject, uh, one story is one thing sorely missed from most 21st century movies. That really hits at the heart of it. It was they they loved the people that they were making fun of. I think you can tell. um, Yeah. Like a good natured roast, you know? Yeah. Not like the roast of Ann Coulter that made me my soul leave my body. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. I'll probably, I should watch oh, it. No, it's so, so sad. 
Um, Battle K says, homeschooling is getting more attractive by the day. Though my nonverbal daughter blossoms among her schoolmates, it's a real struggle. I hear you, yeah. I I used to think homeschooling was for weirdos, and now I'm thinking there's no know, possible maybe. way I could ever send my son into the custody of these people. Exactly. For X amount of hours a day. Holden Mulray, most important question of the night. 1966 to 1969 Star Trek or original trilogy Star Wars. I don't know. I haven't seen uh, the original Star Trek. I'm a I'm a TNG purist. I've never even seen Deep Space Nine or Voyager hmm. or the original series. So I guess based on that, Star Wars. All right. Well, I, I, I can't opine because I haven't seen I've only seen Star Wars, not Star Trek. Jonathan Prezios. Wow. Me and Blonde reacted the same way. I feel like we have a bond now. I'm in love. Well, I don't know. <laughs> what about what? I can't remember what his earlier chat was about. I'll look back. I think. Oh, it was about it was about Amy, uh, Amy Schumer stealing jokes. That oh, that yeah. One. Yeah, that's right. Let me reload this. Um, Bane Koof. And this is the last one of the night. I like both your shows. Medicare is butthurt over Mersh saying he has a fake cancer. Oh. Uh, which is based of his timely hiatus after he went full in on the coof, but yet still streaming almost two years later. Okay. I don't, I, I'm just, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I had, I had a lot of people email me at the time who are fans of both shows. And obviously a lot of people were um, disappointed in the conflict, but people were disappointed with me too. I, and I'm, I don't want to give the impression again that I had some fantastic performance. Um, I think that the circumstances were just awful. And it, I think it brought out bad, a bad performance by me too. So the whole thing, I just, the whole thing sucked. The whole thing was just a total waste of time that produced nothing productive. And, um, but it was entertaining for us. Uh, Bane Coop also says my issue with Mersh is that everyone, including him has had to censor themselves with what they say on social media, which was one of his arguments. I, I don't know what anybody's talking about. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's such a short mode of communication too. I'd need more explanation on that, but we but yeah. are good over here. we are through and that was my only encounter so you know you get people on a bad day or in a bad situation um you get a sometimes you get a distorted perspective of them for all i know if we had encountered each other on a different topic maybe we would have become good friends but that wasn't in the cards i guess anyway uh we're we're good on d live we'll give a quick refresh to tippy stream and we will call it a night uh oh, mostly peaceful gun owner over, over on tippy stream matt and i once made love we did it uh, no, we made it a Justin Trudeau role play, and I, I treated him like a honig all night. What does that? Ugh. What does this even have to do with Justin Trudeau? Oh God, that one was just confusing to me. Hey, what the hell? It wouldn't even play. Wow. Goddamn oh. faggy thing you ever seen. Okay, well it took way too long for it to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a good cue that it's time to get the hell out of here. So uh, let's call it a night, unless there's anything else you want to say beforehand. No, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. All right. Well, thank you guys, as always, for hanging out with us and uh, keeping us in touch with all the best jokes and all the facts uh, in the live chat and for supporting the show through the Super Chat. Appreciate that. If you are uh, listening later uh, on demand, thank you kindly as well for tuning in. And if you'd like more to listen to, if you can't get enough, of course, you can check out the audio platforms of the show. We have the replay of the shockingly beloved call-in show if you want to listen to that later or if you want to dig back in time and find me quote-unquote debating the revenge of the cis guys and embarrassing myself don't do that either you you want to find all that stuff it's on the audio platform so linked in the description and on the website of course that's mattchristensenmedia.com speaking of you want to find anything show related 
head on over to the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not your crappy interview with Taylor Lorenz. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a good night. Bye, guys.